0: Blood Talk Radio It's time to strap our boots on This is a perfect day to die Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender
1: Thank you once again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the growing conservative conversation, and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. And you can find the Patriot Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And also check out the Bard's Logic Political Talk website by going to www.bard'slogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh, where you can visit all the different pages there, as well as Newsmax TV, the articles that are supplied from the newsroom by on Bard's Logic, as well as the contact page, where you can see the email letter that goes out to those on the email list. So check that out. And if you're also a Twitter user, you can tweet out the show uh, by using the button there, as well as, if you'd like, follow me on Twitter as well. And again, you can do that at www. Bards Logic Political dot com. Now tonight, of course, we will be talking about Super Tuesday. And it looks like Donald Trump has on um, the Democrat on the Republican side has taken uh six, if not seven of the states. Uh we also had where Ted Cruz took a couple states. Uh Rubio took one, and I thought Casey perhaps was going to pull one out, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, now of course now that the Trump has won all those states and uh, has won most of the states so far. We've got the Republican establishment and the RNC are up in arms. There's even a new uh, super PAC coming out solely for the purpose of getting rid of Donald Trump. Folks, the politicians are scared. The politicians are scared. Why is that important? Why why am I saying that? You have – I mean, God forbid, I use that phrase lightly, but that someone other than a politician gets elected. I mean, I just seen a post on Facebook, folks, that had Ben Stein, supposedly conservative economist, saying that he would rather or he would consider voting for Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders. You know what that's telling me, folks? That's telling me that this guy, Ben Stein, who's supposed to be a conservative economist, would rather vote for a politician than he would rather vote for Donald Trump, who's not a politician, which I think is one of the reasons why he is so popular. He's winning so many states. Now, I know there's a lot of Ted Cruz fans out there, maybe some Rubio friends out there. I understand. I get that. You know, each of them have their own thing to offer, especially in my opinion. Uh, Cruz more than Rubio I I do not like Rubio I think he's establishment I think it may come down to uh, Trump and a Cruz uh, Those two candidates However There's also talking In part of our uh, Show tonight Is Talking of Donald Trump If his Gets the nomination It will be the death Of the GOP Well let me tell you Something folks Let me tell you something I mean GOP RNC GOP establishment If Trump wins the nomination Guess whose fault it is? It's yours. And then and, and such hypocrisy. I mean, he, here's what I mean by hypocrisy, folks, is that now you're talking about that you've got these people in the RNC and the establishment talking about what? They're talking about, oh, well, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton have everything in common. There's, there's not a bit of difference between those two. Are you kidding me? What about Mitt Romney, who they pushed, who they lied, who they did chicanery, who they made basically coronated in the two thousand twelve election? What did they do to uh get him done to get Mitt Romney elected and now, who was come on folks, if you look at Romney. And when Romney, said, oh, show your tax uh, stuff to, to Trump, and what, he waited till September, from my understanding. Someone call in and correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember back in 2012, this is how I like Romney and Obama was. We there was even a parody, a hilarious parody made up, and we've got the audio of that to illustrate it.
2: Mr. President, just. How different are you from Governor Romney? (laughs) Uh,
3: Now, let me be clear. Uh, I agreed with Governor Romney on many things. For instance, abortion. He was pro-choice most of his adult life. So was I. But he changed his position uh, when he became presidential candidate. Uh, uh, Hold on. Now, let's take guns. (laughs) Now, Governor Romney and I, uh, we were in complete agreement on gun control. Uh, Now, that is, until he changed his mind. But but I... And on health care, well... Uh, I was so inspired by Romneycare you know, that I nationalized it and called it Obamacare. Whoa, whoa. But now Presidential Candidate Romney is against the individual mandate and universal health care. You know, I agreed with Governor Romney on many things. But this Presidential Candidate Romney, I don't even know the guy. Then again, uh, he doesn't seem to know himself. Oh, come on. Governor Romney?
2: Getting our is responsible for the content of this
0: message.
1: So... We all know what Romney's record was. We all know Obama's. That was a little parody, but it had some truth in it. They compared them both. Now you're having the same Republican Party that did all they could to get Romney nominated are coming back now, and here's some hypocrisy, are coming back now and saying, oh, wait a minute, Donald Trump is just like Hillary Clinton. I think even Rubio said something about that as well. I, I'm not sure. I can't quote it, but... Look, look for it But now Well wait a minute what, What's the problem now Here's what it is folks Is that It's not that Trump is just like Hillary And I really don't think That he is Is that he's not A part of the Republican establishment He's not even A you know, part You know uh, Of the Republican Party Per se And he's not Most importantly folks He's not a politician This is what we're Looking at right now We are looking at In my opinion Okay, the grassroots candidate – I know it's kind of hard to see Donald Trump as a grassroots candidate – against the political, not just the – I'm telling you, folks, it's not it, it's not just the Republican establishment anymore. It's the political establishment. That's what that, that's what's going up against Trump. That's what we're seeing. I see some folks on the line. Push one on the number dial if you'd like to get in. If you're out there and you'd like to uh, chime into the show – Give us a call at 347-945-7428, and then when you would like to chime in, just push the one on the number dial, and we'll get you in. I do see uh, someone you'd like to get in, Eric, 407, I'll get you in shortly, I just want to make one more point, is that they also fought in 2012 during the convention to stop a broker convention, and now... You are hearing talk about them saying, well, if we get enough delegates, maybe we'll have a, a broker convention or have somebody in there who would do. Now, we did hear uh, Paul Ryan the other day say, oh, well, no, it's not going to. But there's still talk about it, and there's more There's more hypocrisy where now, what they did everything in their power to stop a broker convention in 2012, now they're coming back and, and considering doing one to get rid of Trump because they don't want Trump to be the leader of the Republican Party. And they're even saying, well, this is going to be the death of the Republican Party. It's only going to be their fault if they do it. It's going to come from themselves, the reason with that. Let's go ahead and get some comments by area code 407. Who is this, and how are you tonight?
4: Hey, this is Ed, your anti-federalist friend. How are you doing?
1: Ed, you have more phone numbers than anyone I know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, because for- a
1: new phone number has just popped up. Same area code, but different numbers. Go ahead, Ed. Thank you for calling, that.
4: Yeah, well, I liked your clip you played, and and, and I think your points are right on. Um, you know, it's like, hey, well, we're gonna put our guy up, and well, he, you know, between Trump and uh, the idiot they put in there, who who announced a big statement that he's gonna make tomorrow. So get ready for him, Romney, to make his big statement tomorrow. In and, another twelve or fifteen hours, maybe they'll roll out the rugs and have the troubadours come. They should put a king hat. Here comes Romney. He's going to make the statement. You know, on who to support. What's he going to
1: do? Say that he's going to run? He ain't got a chance. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I don't think he's going to run. I don't think that's the announcement thing. They said, "Oh, well, well he's not going to run," but you know, the establishment's not happy with the way things are going. And, you know, but they got to realize, hey, you guys have been the same thing. All you have been is Democratic appeasers for the last 30 years, and you're not really representing uh, an opposing point of view. And, you know, the American people are pissed, and they're looking for something different. And I think that different, you know, I mean, I'm not a Trump fan, but um, mm-hmm. the American They're turning to him because, you know, he's an outsider and he's not going to kowtow to the uh, establishment, which is a good thing.
1: You know, I've got one person who, uh, you know, because I I keep look at Facebook and I've got, um, you know, the Newsmax uh, here, TV on the uh, Bards Logic page. Uh, And, you know, I've got another person who is contending here on Facebook that. You know, Donald Trump actually is a you know establishment candidate. He's actually part of the establishment. You know that you know, and so you know we're we're railing against the establishment, but yet we, you know Donald Trump. And you know, I'm just at this point, you know, Ben Carson was the person I really liked of the Republicans. There's certainly other candidates that you know that that are out there. Certainly, I mean, we just. Uh, did this past Saturday, if you haven't listened to it yet, folks, listen to it, uh, you know, when you can, we just recently, this past Saturday, uh, did a live uh, simulcast of the presidential debate for the Constitution Party, uh, so we piped that into the show, and uh, we did that Saturday, so uh, check it out, it is uh, in the archives, as a podcast, um, so check that out, I mean, I haven't had any chance to even listen to that yet, but um you know, I was there for you know, the live portion and we had our panel Susan was actually uh sending the simulcast cast to us, so we really appreciate her uh doing that. And so, you know, you you can listen to them. And so you know, I mean, I, I just think that I mean I I'm now right now to be honest, I'm kinda of leaning towards Trump. Um and frankly, whoever the at this point, whoever the Republicans put up, I feel compelled, not hundred percent, you know, uh, to to vote for whoever they put up because I cannot, I can't stand Hillary Clinton. I think should be awful. And for Ben Stein, as I said earlier, for her to say that, well, I would vote for Hillary Clinton or Ben, or you know, or you know, or uh, Bernie Sanders before Donald Trump. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, I haven't watched the video. I'm just going off of the headline. You know, I didn't have. To, I mean, I just seen it like two minutes before the show, so I didn't have a an opportunity to to watch it. And so maybe you know. Yeah, you know, I we'll get a chance to do that. Um, but just to, you know, and you can't always go off headlines. I get that. You know, so I might be debloviating and then be that stupidly wrong. But if that's really the case, I mean, that's ridiculous.
4: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But that we gotta,
0: you know, Go
4: ahead. We have 400 million people here in this country, 300 million plus the illegal aliens. I don't know how many of those are but uh, that we're coming up with our, this is our group of candidates. And when I think back, that when we had 3 million or 4 million people, we came up with Washington, Jefferson, and Madison. And who are we coming up with today? Hillary, Trump, and a bunch of other idiots? And the one thing that I don't want to happen to the Republican Party is Rubio. You know, it's like, I'm in Florida, and I even urge, you know, I've been urging Cruz supporters, and I, I kind of like Cruz. He's pretty, pres- you know, uh, constitutional. Um,
1: yeah, he'd be my second, second
4: choice. I, I'm urging Cruz supporters to vote for Trump to keep Rubio from winning because the only choice is between really Rubio or Trump. And Trump's winning right now, but Rubio's putting everything he got into this election coming on the 15th. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, if he doesn't win, I mean, if, if Rubio uh, does not win Florida, he really has no argument to uh, to stay in. He really doesn't. And same with Kasich. And if Kasich can't win Ohio, he really doesn't have any reason to stay in. And I mean, I think eventually we'll get down to two candidates, the Cruz and Trump. But you know, but by that time, you know, it, it may be too late for the other candidates.
4: Right. But if true, if if, if Rubio wins Florida, he's going to be in there and it's going to be a brokered election. That's why Florida is so important on the 15th, and that's why I'm even talking, Mm -hmm. you know, Trump's ahead of him by so many points, and Cruz really don't have a choice. I say to the Cruz supporters, do us a favor. Eliminate Rubio. Vote for Trump. I know it's hard to bite that bullet, but bite it, and, you know, take your medicine and let Trump have them 99 don't give him the Rubio because if Rubio gets him. It's going to empower him and the establishment.
1: That is true, and it, you know it actually would help Trump too if Rubio stays. It won't help Cruz, and it would actually be in Cruz's best interest to do that long term, because it's, you know, and I think there's there is some truth into it. The the more there's more candidates, the the, um, the easier it is going to be for Trump. Now, that's not saying that, you know, if Rubio dropped out, everyone's going to vote for Ted Cruz. I think a lot of them will because they're establishment, and more so than establishment, you know, they'd rather, they got that, oh, I'd rather vote for a politician mindset than, you know, someone who's not. And So let's go ahead. We've got a couple more folks who want to call in. Uh, let's go to our Skype caller. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Is that me? Yes, too. And this is?
0: Uh,
1: here's Who's John?
0: John,
1: yeah, Okay, John, you were on the air, buddy, Uh what's your thoughts about uh what happened uh yesterday, and you know what what the reaction from the Republican Party is and I put a post on Facebook, and man it's I'll tell you what it's getting some it's getting some <laughs> some action here, um you know basically cause the the title of the show, uh tonight is you know Trump nomination equals death of the GOP. Now, one thing I think people are failing to see on that is the question mark I have after it. I think uh, they're just seeing that as a statement instead of a question. But the second part of it is the establishment's hypocrisy. But I think they're missing that part. So we'll we'll, we'll see. But go ahead, John. I'm, I'm going to read some posts here on Facebook while uh, we get your, uh, your comments. And then we'll see if this is something... Uh, That's worth putting on air. Go ahead, John.
5: Yeah, well, thank you, Robert. I personally think that this two-party system, Democrats and Republicans, is actually unconstitutional anyway. So nothing that the Washington cartel establishment group bothers me i'm an issues type person and i don't care what party you're in if your issues line up with the way i think is constitutional based on the declaration of independence and the constitution if you uphold those you know principles values ethics morals and integrity of such things then i don't care what you call yourself So these labels, GOP and Democrat and Libertarian and, you know, whatever, Green Party or whatever, are just identifiers, just like you have the name Robert. We know to call you Robert. Well, that's the way these different parties are to me. Now, the establishment inside the Republican Party want you to believe that that Republican stands for a certain set of values and whatnot. But they never uphold those values. They are fascist crooks, and they continue to manipulate, and it's kind of hilarious to me. For example, you know probably from previous calls, Donald Trump is not my pick. However, I'm on Donald Trump's side in this fight right here because I'm sick and tired of the crony crooks that are manipulating the system. Because that right there says that the rule of law and all of the principles and values and things that our country was founded on, the true spirit and promise of all being equal and we all have the right to the due processes of law and the same protections, benefits, immunities, you know, and privileges and such. And they circumvent that and the will of the people and run roughshod over us all the time. Give me stand up for Trump? You know, However, I would like to see some of these outside parties, like your this past Saturday you had the Constitution Party. Any one of those three guys, Scott uh, Copeland, uh, Patrick Okander, uh, J.R. Myers, any one of them three guys would be better than any of the Democrats or the Republicans that are running right now, in my um, opinion. And so, to me, I'm curious, is there... Oh, yeah, one other thing I wanted to say, too. I kind of cracked up when I heard everybody complaining about this, what's his name, Duke? Something, Duke.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Go ahead. Yeah, David Duke from the KKK.
5: Yeah, you know what, I was kind of cracking up. I was like, wait, okay, the KKK, this David Duke guy, he's a fascist kind of guy. And here's this fascist group of Republicans that are complaining about another fascist, It's ridiculous. And and all these guys arguing at each other, Rubio and um, and Cruz, you know, they're unconstitutional. They say they're constitutional, but they throw the Declaration of Independence and Constitution out the door with this natural-born status manipulation. So, to me, they aren't true Americans, in my opinion, but kind of like two different criminal enterprises there are are gangs and now they're complaining that another gang leader from another gang is in their territory now and so they're just upset and mad hey man this is our criminal enterprise territory you get off our turf you go to your own turf you know and I'm like this is it's just getting ridiculous but I do have a question for you Robert do you know in all 50 states when it gets into the general election is every Um, Ballot have a write-in Because if we could get a movement That any of these Some of these other You know like just pick one That we thought we liked Scott um, Copeland Let's just say for argument You know hypothesis of figuring this out Let's say we all decided That Scott Copeland was the best Candidate to go And we get to the general election Is there a write-in that all The Americans that don't support The the Republican Democrat nominate, nominees that we could just write in Scott Copeland and circumvent both parties, Democrat and Republican, is that an option? Yeah,
1: I believe yeah, I believe every state does have an option for writing in. Yeah, you know, I, I think everyone does have an option for writing in a candidate. I mean, you can write in Snoopy. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> if you wanted to. Um, so yeah, I believe I believe that is the case. But,
5: what I'm wondering I want is to- between now and you know October, between now and October, is there a will of the people to find out who a better candidate is? Because I'm telling you, I can't, I can't really, I, I'd have to hold my nose to vote for Donald Trump or Kasich, and I, and I, I really don't want to vote for somebody unconstitutional like uh, Rubio or Cruz. And I sure ain't going to vote for no socialist or communist, but I'm like going maybe between now and October of this year, we have a chance to get the word out and find a better candidate and do a write-in of circumvent these two party crooks, these criminal enterprises.
1: Well, well, you know, and I understand that. And unfortunately a lot more, but well, not unfortunately, I mean, if it would happen, it'd be great for numerous reasons, but, um, I mean, frankly, a lot of folks would have to – a lot more folks, tons more folks uh, would have to listen to more shows like this one. I mean, of course, I like them all to listen to Bard's Logic and be a part of, you know, our show, be a part of our movement. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but, man, it would take a ton. Uh, and um, as I said, I mean, that would be phenomenal. I would really like to see something like that. Um, could it happen this year? I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's definitely worth the effort. effort. Uh, but uh, when the when the push comes to shove, I mean, as I said earlier – I mean, I'm pretty, you know, at this point, you know, thinking I'm I, i I'm, I'm good for anybody, but Hillary Clinton, I can't stand Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clinton would be awful uh, for the country. Um, so, yeah, well, let's go, uh, but I'm going to read this, I, I am going to read this quote I heard uh, uh, heard read uh, from my, one of the posts uh, for tonight's show on Facebook. Uh, and this uh, was from a gentleman, Ted Juan McGarris. On Facebook okay, And he writes And this is in uh, response to uh, My post on Facebook uh, For tonight's show And he says Republicans have let Obama and Democrat Socialists run wild We the people elected them To stop the destruction of our nation They have done nothing Just a few of the issues IRS, Benghazi, Burghal VA Racial unrest And on and on, Cruz and Mario (laughs) Mario, are part of the establishment they have allowed this. A Republican-controlled House and Senate, still no action. Now the RNC and its lapdogs, Romney, et et cetera, are doing everything in their power to discredit and run Trump out. They didn't do Huckabee or Carson any favors either because they won't go along with the game. We need someone who isn't beholding or connected to the establishment and the lobbyists. I have 48 years of my life invested in service to my country, the country of my forefathers based upon the Constitution, which my family has defended since the Revolution. Maybe it's time for another one. As one of my ancestors said, I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. As we say in the Army, pull your head out of your fourth point of contact. The people are with Trump. Pull together. The people are with Trump. Pull together. Save our country. Don't allow the lives spent protecting this nation and those of us who have bled for it be dishonored. And thank you very much, Ted, for your response uh, to my post there on Facebook. And... um. Also, uh we have here from Joyce Sickles from Facebook uh to reply to the same uh same post so the r t died for me in George W. Bush's last two years when the good American people gave him everything, and he did nothing red flag then that I will get <clears throat> then that I didn't get, but now I get it, and I'm pissed, and our government uh pissed, and our government works. For we the people, we are awake and very angry. Trump all the way, our White House, get out of our way. And so those are the posts there uh, from those folks on Facebook. But I do see Susan like to chime in, and we will bring uh, things uh, back to you, Ed and John, but I also want to uh, bring in Susan. And so let's go ahead and do so. Susan, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
6: Oh, I'm I'm fine, exhausted, but fine. And uh I've had so many interesting articles I've put in my group from, you know, getting away from the elections for a moment from college demanding females have transvaginal ultrasounds. <laughs> oh my God! And these people live and reign and vote. Okay, <laughs> Um you know, with people like that, this is one of the things get messed up, huh? So um, anyway, from you know. Everyone on here is talking about these candidates, and you just might not have a choice. From Phyllis Shafley comes this. The Kingmaker's top lawyer, Ben Ginsberg-State. Pure chaos if the convention opens on July 18 with no candidate holding a majority of the delegates. Um, at 1880, the convention ran for seven days because none of the three leading candidates could reach a majority. 34 failed ballots, and the convention turned to a dark horse nominating Congressman James Garfield for president and Chester Arthur for vice president, and neither one was running when the convention opened. So, Ginsburg understands the importance of convention rules and credentials for boxing out the grassroots in favor of the establishment. That's what happened in 1952 when I watched, and this is Phyllis, watched the kingmakers the nomination for Dwight Eisenhower on seating Robert Taft for delivering the big California delegation on the crucial vote against seating the Taft delegates. Governor Earl Warren was rewarded with the appointment to the U.S. Supreme Court. So we have people in the Supreme Court that obviously got in for bad reasons. Ginsburg admits he wants to change the infamous Rule 40. He wrote in 2012 to prevent a second candidate, and it's another Ron Paul, from being placed in nomination at Mitt Romney's convention. If no candidate wins on the first ballot, delegates are no longer bound to vote for the state primary winner and are free to support a dark horse who never competed in a primary or participated in televised debate. That's how the dark horse Paul Ryan might become our nominee. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, all you. You might get Paul Ryan. Such an outcome could destroy the Republican Party and guarantee a Democrat victory, causing disheartened breast of voters to stay home, attempting or attempting an aggrieved candidate to mount a third-party or independent presidential campaign. Aha, uh-huh, and so now we know the rest. Paul Ryan could become your Republican choice. I have been waiting for the other shoe to fall while you all fight over Trump and Cruz, et cetera, so none of you might win. Romney, Paul, Ryan, you bet it could happen. So if I don't close your eyes to the kingmakers.
1: There you go. Well, as I said earlier, you know, all this talk about, you know, at the convention, broker convention, things of that nature, any, anything to stop Trump. It's just, it's such a hypocritical because what they did in 2012. Now I know Kelly, uh, who uh, is on the line, and Kelly, when you're ready to chime in, just push the one on the number dial. I know he was a, uh, a Ron Paul uh, fan and so, and supporter, and, support and just what they did there. Uh, but first, actually, I'm looking at the time. We are at the bottom of the hour, uh, so I need to do a programming you note. Know? And so, let's go ahead and hear from the Patriot Journalist Network.
3: You're not just listening to a show, you're part of the powerful voice of the conservative conversation on Blog Talk Radio. Nothing worthwhile has ever been accomplished without teamwork. PJNet invites you to help make a difference by adding your voice to the team grassroots conservatives working together to take our country back. To find out more, check out the PJNet hashtag and visit our website at patriotjournalist.com. Let PJNet add our muscle to your hustle.
1: Definitely check out the Patriot Journalist Network at www.patriotjournalist.com, as well as check out our website at www.patriotjournalist.com. BardsLogicPoliticalTalk.com, uh, where I check out the different pages, and you can tweet out uh, tonight's link by going there. And uh, it's real easy. I got the Twitter button there, so you could just uh, tweet it out. You may have to log in uh, to your Twitter account in order to do that, but that will help uh, tweet out the link as well as on the contact page. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the uh, text of what I uh, send out to the folks on the email list. So if you have an email list, uh, go ahead and copy and paste and send that out to your friends through email. And then here on Blog Talk Radio, there is a follow button where you can also get uh, some updates through email on uh, some upcoming and past shows. Uh, so you can also be a follower uh, of the show on uh, Blog Talk Radio as well. So there's definitely uh, ways to uh, keep in touch with us here in the show. And uh, so let's go ahead and bring it back uh G Susan. Thank you for allowing me to interrupt and, <laughs> and do that uh, programming. Uh, go ahead.
6: Oh, that's funny. I, I didn't have a whole lot more. Um, but uh, Jesse Ventura says he may run for president if Clinton is nominated over Sanders. I don't have a problem with that. Other than the three candidates for the Constitutional Party, I'd probably vote for him. <laughs> I always like Ventura. I you know, I know people have a thing against him for whatever, but hey. Um that is how it is. You unless you can give me a better a choice or a situation, I'm gonna be a rebel once again. Gary, uh what, what's his name? Liber, libertarian. Um uh one of the constitution party Morris the cat. Yes, I wrote him in once. Um that was when I had a choice between Bush and Dukakis. And I look at them both and I go, oh my God, what choice have they given me? None. Um, I've been getting uh, a lot of emails too asking for help and support. And oh my goodness. Oh, uh, yeah, here's another news one. You might like this um, Green Party, uh, Stein, is the head of the Green Party, I guess. Um being Stein predicted
1: Yeah, she Bill was the presidential will. candidate. Uh yeah, Jill Stein was the their their presidential candidate, uh two thousand twelve.
6: Okay. She said they'll sabotage Sanders, try to reabsorb the supporters, predicting it and she won't attack. She will not attack Sanders. She said, uh no, I won't uh uh attack him and um uh, she said they have done they use a PR campaign to destroy some of their own, if you're if you're a rebel in the Democrat Party. Um, so I guess there's not much difference. Not in between the R and the D that way. She said they went after Dennis Kucinich, Jesse Jackson, and Howard Dean using his screen to bring down the D, Dean candidacy. Um, and I never understood it. I wouldn't have voted for Dean on a bet, but I thought his screen was kind of cool, novel. I mean, you think outside the box, you don't, why do we have to have people just marching to the same, be yourself, Ron Paul, himself? I mean, this is what you're supposed to be, is yourself. So you know, I didn't hold that against Dean. I could—I thought it was kind of funny myself when he did that. It was like, oh, cool, okay. Why can't you have decent uh, platform? You know, because, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice to hear something exceptional and different. So, anyway, she says that we need a transformation. A a party that's for the people, not controlled by the big money. Well, she's probably right about that, actually. And uh, if she's not attacking Bernie, it means that she prefers him to Hillary. And actually, as far as the Democrats go, I do too. Oh, Bernie, go. Woohoo. I hope he wins more and, and anybody take her down. I'm sorry, at least he's got some good points, um, and I know a lot of you don't think that, but, I mean, he's against the TPP, he's against the NSA, the Patriot Act, <clears throat> um, and a lot of that, you know, all that stuff. So, um, he's got a good points, I and mean, if you had a conservative Congress, a really good conservative Congress, and you had a Bernie Sanders, guess what? You wouldn't have any problems. This is why you really need to concentrate more on who is elected to Congress than you do so much the presidential thing, especially what philosophically I said is true for going on forever, and that is the kingmakers choosing the the people that are running for president on either party. And they did not choose, by the way, Barry Goldwater. I can tell you that much. So... Anyway, that's all I got to say. That's all
1: right. Okay, that's And so, what about um? Oh, well, that's uh, Kelly looking to chime in. And then I've got another question I want to bring uh, up to folks. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Kelly. Thank you
7: very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Good, good. How did Alaska turn out?
1: You know, I was uh, trying to. I was been messaging for uh, Barbara Haney, who is uh folks may know that. She was uh, came on to the show, and we've interviewed her as well uh, many times in 2012. She was one of the delegates for Newt Gingrich, uh, who was from Alaska, uh, and she gave me a didn't give me a lot of information. Um, <laughs> that I was hoping she'd call in, but her audio is not working well. Um, so I'll have to look that up. Unfortunately, as I told her, uh, that by the time Alaska's results came in uh, last night, that you know i was unfortunately sleeping so i had to do my day job And then as soon as i came home i had homework i had to work on uh with my daughter and then well here i am now <laughs> so hopefully I'm, I'm i'm actually waiting on a report from barbara uh for she could tell me what uh what went down there and so um
7: okay yeah well, just she would have an inside, inside
1: scoop of things i'm sorry yeah, well, caucus
7: states thing? are a lot slower i guess but um yeah, I, I heard that Min, uh, Rubio had won Minnesota. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, he did. So he, he finally won one. Hooray um, for him. Um, Ted Cruz won <laughs> Oklahoma, Texas. And what was the third state? I think he won another one. Um, it, it was so the last yeah Yes. Okay, so I looked at the totals of delegates according to the so-called old system we used to have, uh, which seems to be different at the convention. For Mr. Trump, that'll be eye-opening. But I think uh, Trump has twice as many as his next competitor, which is Ted Cruz. Um, I noticed the night before, Judge Napolitano came on and mentioned that Ted Cruz is constitutional eligible because his father did become a naturalized... Um citizens not natural born but naturalized, there was a law in, I think it was the fifties or sixties that allowed um, that allowed for missionaries and military folk abroad that, that they're American citizens that their child born abroad is a citizen at least that was Paul apolitano's opinion, which that was a pretty strong sway and then I found that interesting that just then the uh, and this was fox interviewing and then after him was John McCain John McCain told his story so you know at the last second it looks like true cruz got a boost from the media uh, but still he's he's double behind uh trump now uh, barney sanders i think how many how many did he win he won 4 last three. night okay oh, so I won i thought it was
6: three
7: bernie sanders yeah. won 4 last night yeah Okay, so Barney won Barney won four, okay.
6: Barney? Barney. <laughs> yeah,
7: uh Barney. Oh, I'm sorry, I get I, I
6: get
7: him get him confused. Barney Fife and Bernie Sanders, okay. Anyway <laughs> Oh wow. Bernie Fife, Barney Sanders, I you know, however they okay. But his, his the superdelegate, um uh ah, he's toast because of the Democrat superdelegate. So what I'm gonna predict is all those people that were passionate, and he had pa He definitely has passionate followers. His passionate followers are going to be like, "What? What? What? Wait, wait, wait! No, we won New Hampshire. No, oh, sorry, Hillary gets all the delegates. You know, it, it's a weird system set up for the establishment, establishment, if you will. You know, socialist progressives—they do their thing too. But um, so what we're going to see is. Um, <coughs> The Democrats that were, you know, devout Bernie followers, <clears throat> uh, one bullet, Sanders. All right, anyway, <laughs> we're going to see them. I'm done with this party. I'm going over to, because a lot of new people, I'm going over to some third party. Um, <clears throat> my lady friend Elle, Santa Cruz, the Ron Paulers, are now supporting uh, Bernie Sanders because Bernie's touting the end the corporation thing, corporate control. I find that real interesting. Well, on the Republican side, you know, you were mentioned um, Ben, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, what's his name? I really liked him. There's a by commercial. You mentioned him in the first part of the show. Carson. No, not Ben Carson. What? The Hollywood actor. Oh, he was no, talking man.
1: about, uh, are you talking about Susan?
7: No, 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 no. A, a guy that came out and won the vote for Trump. Uh, he's Jewish. David Duke? Oh, the, no. um... No the, no, the guy, the economist, the Ben Stein. Ben Stein, Ben Stein, yeah. You know, I like to come up Ben Stein's movie, actually, brilliant stuff. Well, anyway, um, so he's gonna to vote for Trump. A lot of people are not, and the Republican Party are not gonna vote for Trump. And Zogby, um, on, in Forbes, wrote a little editorial piece that, you know, is, is this the end of the Republican and Democratic Party? Question mark. Ah, you just see me to
1: my next question. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah,
7: so what's what's happening here? People are gonna be the Republicans not going for Trump, Democrats not going for Hillary, uh, then put their hands up and say, I'm done, I'm going over to the third party. Well, it just so happens on April first, um, we'll air on Fox Stossel, John Stossel who's like He's actually a libertarian. He's going to host a libertarian debate on Fox.
1: Uh, they already had that, I think.
4: They had one, it's but there's be more. Oh,
1: there's going to be I'm more. I was gonna they got a friend who's a libertarian at work, and he, um, and he, yeah, uh, says that yeah, they
7: already had that. Well, they're going to do another one. Then, if they had one already, oh, okay, but it's going to be. Yeah, uh, April first. It's a Friday. It's going to air. I mean, coincidence, April Fool's Day, but. Um, I was I actually going to bring John... it up, so are you fooling us? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, anyway, uh, but it's on John Fossil's Facebook page. Somebody referred it to me, and I put it on my wall, then I shared it in a few other places. Um, so it's going to be real interesting. This is kind of like inside information right now. and We're a month away from that. So that that's going to be interesting to see how the third party uh, – comes in and if this is a big if um if the libertarians can get 15 percent in three major polls forget rasmussen because that won't work you know we had christina tolbert up here uh, on the show talking about the commission on presidential debates which is a corporation which uh the republican women when they found out about this whole organization that they they were absolutely disgusted because they knew they're going to take over well if you look at um who wants to do a who wants to do a Rasmussen's poll? This is all suspicion I have. But basically, oh, Republicans and Democrats, they pay Rasmussen and in the contract to receive the money to do your polls, you do Republican, Democrat, other. You don't say any party. However, uh there's three other polls that may work Pew, Zogby, and Gallup. And so Pew, Zogby, and Gallup they're able to get 15% for a third party, we might actually see the Libertarians in the debate. And it could be very interesting because um, I'm wondering if if the Libertarians are going to pull more from the Democrats than from the Republicans. Um, There's quite a bit of controversy about that. But there's a very possibility that at least um, when we have the R's and D's will be a third party, which would be a libertarian, and it's most likely that it's the only third party that has enough manpower, enough interest and support to make this happen. Um, in 2012, the first CNN <clears throat> debate between uh, the Romney and the ObuBu, they <laughs> asked who, after the debate, "Who are you most likely to vote for?" Romney <laughs> had something like 32 percent; Obama had 18. I can't quite remember the numbers, but they were terribly low. 47% neither. And when I saw that on the screen, I couldn't believe it. I I, um, I was somewhere else. And then I came after the commercial. I'm like, what? And there it was again. 32, 18, 47. Oh, my gosh. And so I, I quickly, I was in town. I got to get to my computer. I went to my office, get online, get it, get it, get it, get, get the screenshot from CNN, And it disappeared. But somebody else got it. Um, it was rather stunning, the distaste, the distrust, the frustration with um, Trump and Hillary. We, I, I, I could see the 15% from three major polls enough to get them into the debate. And then things are going to start to change, possibly. Um, it, it's going to be – we're still in for a wild ride. I mean, there's a lot of assumptions that Trump's going to get it. You know, and Roger Stone was on Alex Jones yesterday – and they're talking about there's hints of Romney. Oh shoot, nobody's doing it very good. I don't like Trump, so all of a sudden there's hints of Romney getting into the race. Well, it's kind of a little too late, guys. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think Romney. Well, I don't know how he can do it at this point. But they're right. definitely going to try like to get appropriate. With... He would what? Just
6: like, just like how they got Eisenhower. in. And and the other guy that I read from Phillips, they can do it. It doesn't have to be anyone who's running. That's how you might end up with Ryan as your nominee. Oh, Ryan as the VP, you mean? No, no you're
7: talking as about your presidential. A... Yeah.
8: The... Oh, contist- oh Romney as a
7: presidential. Yeah. So it's real interesting. Oh, by the way, uh, There was also election fraud problems in Texas where...
1: Yeah, I've seen an article on that. Uh, They were saying that when they were putting in for uh, Donald Trump, uh, Rubio's name popped up. I heard something about that.
6: Yeah, Yeah, people were handed ballots with his name on already.
7: Trump's name was off the ballot?
6: No, they had it marked already. They handed it to voters with Rubio's name already marked. Gosh. Yeah, here it is. Virginia voter receives ballot already marked for, Ru- for Rubio. That's that happened in Virginia, too.
7: Wow. It, it's going to be a wild ride about mm-hmm. we're just getting started still. I mean, sure, if he wins it, great. What happens at the National Convention? You can pull some kind of trick. You know, one thing I like about Ted Cruz um, coming in second right now is that his – uh, followers, if you will, his, his supporters are, um, a lot of them, you know, conservative Christian, you know, true, true conservative true Christian. Um, they don't like Trump obviously, uh, or they don't like, they like Cruz obviously more than Trump. So it's going to be good to see, um, a whole slate of delegates from Texas that are Cruz because you're going to have a slug of people. They're going to be honest. Even if they don't like Trump at the convention, I think they're going to be a lot more honest and call the RNC uh, to the table. Hey, 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 come on. we got to be fair here. I know I don't like Trump either, but hey, 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 you know, this is our election cycle. It's our process. It's sacred to us, and you're not going to violate it. So maybe, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, um, and I think Alaska, anyway, you'll probably get a few more states, which could be a very good thing to keep uh, the RNC honest or at least, you know, maybe some uh, alliances. Um, I don't know if uh, Carson... Well, Carson has a few delegates, but not enough to really have... Um, right, yeah, he's still end. in
1: it. I, I, he's still in it, but I think uh, I think his is more about message than anything else. And from my understanding, he's going to actually be uh, getting all the candidates together who are left for the, for the next debate, which is Thursday night, which I, I may or may... Well, actually, I'll have to record it because I'll be working late tomorrow night, but... um I may not even watch it. I mean, I think it's just going to be more of the same uh, of the debate we've seen. I believe it was Saturday before the uh, Super Tuesdays, where you don't hear much from Kasich, you don't hear much from uh, Ben Carson, and you're going to hear a lot from Rubio and Cruz just blasting Trump in the middle. It's, it's just going to be an, a, a yell fest, I have a feeling. Uh, so I may not even watch it. It may not even be worth any any type of coverage. Uh, we'll see. But let's go ahead and uh,
7: – I wonder if Carson's going to say again. I wonder if Carson's going to say again. Hey, could someone please attack me? That seems to be the only way to get here. Oh, I know. I here. heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was
5: hey, sure. ben, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but just this morning, Ben Carson suspended his campaign.
0: Oh. Well, he really? didn't
1: suspend
4: that. it, but he will not be at the debate
1: tomorrow. No, he will That's not be at the, the thing debate.
4: He will not be at the Fox debate.
1: Well, you know what? Yeah. What, he, what? I did hear that he said he's going to try to get the uh, the candidates together to try to talk about, you know, civility and to try to have a civil uh, debate because it's really – it is hurting the Republican Party. I mean, people other than Republicans are watching it, and I think, uh, I think they are. I think all the vitriol and, and, and venom uh, going out there is, is eventually going to hurt whoever the nominee is. In the general election. But I know a lot of people want to chime in. We got plenty of time. Uh, but I do want to get the next person who's called in, and that is Gene. And uh, we will bring things back around. We have plenty of time for everyone to make comments. So let's go ahead and welcome Gene to the show. How are you tonight?
9: i well, doing okay. How are you guys? Good, good. Yeah, some, I, I'm disappointed with the Republican Party because they're going to try to put whoever the establishment wants in there. They're trying to derail. Trump, I guess Romney's going to speak tomorrow as part of that, that whole setup. And so in the general election, I may have to throw my vote away and vote in the third party because a lot of my the third party, I don't know much about. But uh, the Democrats have been more serious in their debates. I wish Bernie was doing better where he could win it because I could be most interested in Bernie if uh Republicans are doing the same old, same old. They have Romney or, or uh well, that want Rubio or somebody like that. was kind of disappointed in Rubio's behavior of like, I was never a Rubio person, but uh, that's kind of my thoughts sometimes. But I know I got to see the Constitutional Party last Saturday, but I I never even heard anything about them on the news. Area. And I think the only reason I knew about them was through you guys and, and Susan uh, uh, that they were even around. I, before I, in the election, I just seen some. People listed on the ballot. You know, I didn't know anything about you know that or parties. So that's my concern.
0: Yeah,
1: no. Well, I know, uh in 2012, Virgil uh, Goods from the Constitution Party was uh, was on the ballot, and frankly, I mean, I voted for him uh, because one, I mean, he, the, the folks who's listened to the show since you know 2012 knows that. I mean, I spent months and months and months railing. Against Romney. Uh, so I couldn't, in good conscience, and rail for him for months and then turn around and vote for him. I just couldn't do it. Uh, so I had to sure. find someone else who would uh, better fit my uh, my principles, and, and that was very good. Now, this time around, while I do support third parties in their efforts, uh, I, I may not, at least at this point, uh, I may just vote for whoever the Republicans put up because, oh my God, think about it, folks. I mean, think about the last time you've heard, regardless of what she had to say heard Hillary Clinton. Just think about that in your mind. Everyone listening to this show, live, podcast, whatever, just close your eyes and think about her voice. And the last time you heard Hillary Clinton, whatever, regardless of what she's talked about, just hear her voice. See her face in your mind. Now imagine seeing and hearing that for four years. Robert, what does it matter?
7: (laughs) Her voice, (laughs) what does it matter? Why are you trying to harm me, Robert? (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then, and no, then all, the, it would
1: be awful. It's awful, um and then, and then,
9: know, then, the so, Demo- then the Democrats oh, are kind of play their own game about the people not being allowed to vote everything. They they run their own spiel, the same spiel every four years. Yes, about the different oh, yeah. people with well, and, and all that, and it works for them. And, and,
1: and that brings me to an article I want to I want to read, and this is from Breitbart dot com, and of course this is uh you know, coming after the big controversy about David Duke, you know, and the KKK, things of that nature, okay, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, of course, I still want to bring uh, whether we think it's going to be the death of the Republican Party if Trump does get the nomination. Uh, if, if it is, it's a, it would be the Republicans' fault themselves. But it says this is from Breitbart dot com. His echo chamber, CNN harasses Donald Trump uh, on twice repudiated KKK endorsement. And that's in quotation marks. It says Republican frontrunner Donald J. Trump declined to condemn a white supremacist, David Duke, and the Ku Klux Klan on CNN's State of the Union on Sunday. He has done so already in August, as reported by Politico, and has even done so on Friday, as reported by The Hill. But CNC, CNN's Jake Tapper thought it fair game to ask him again. And Trump apparently caught off guard, dodged the question, claiming not to know who these people and groups are. Opponents and critics immediately seized on Trump's response, as an evidence that he actually supports the KKK and other white supremacists, or at least does not wish to risk losing their support. This is exactly the same game the media play, against Republicans every single election, regardless of the candidate. It's called, pin the racists on the Republican, And it would be used against Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, as readily as Trump. The media showed no interest in Barack Obama's active participation in Jeremiah Wright's racist church until it was too late. And then it it praised his speech, embracing rights as some kind of Lincoln, Lincoln-esque oration and should be studied by schoolchildren. The media do not ask Hillary Clinton about whether she is prepared to denounce Al Sharpton or dissociate herself from crony Sidney Blumenthal over the anti-Semitic fulminations of his son Max. Arguably, Trump could have answered better. I've already answered that, Jake. And of course, I condemn these groups. I don't want their support. But he clearly knew he was being set up with a quote from the Liberal Anti-Defamation League, and therefore he was cagey. Inevitable, as is the pattern with Trump, he will issue some clarification. His support will not fade, nor will his rivals relent. But if they win, watch, their turn is coming. And, been, I'm, and he's talking about if Rubio or Cruz gets the nomination, of course, they'll get pinned somehow. As being racist, and also seeing a post the other day, I think it was on Twitter, uh, where someone said, "You know, let's make America great again uh, for male whites." What, what's what's wrong with that? I'm a male white. I don't mind uh, America being great again for us. Uh, now I'm t- saying that kind of tongue in cheek, uh, but if you think about it, yeah. folks, and, and I'm not trying to make any kind of racist comments or anything, but if you think about it, it is us white guys. Who I would almost say get more discriminated against because there's no special anything for us. But anyway, I'm, no. as I said, I'm trying to say in that kind of tongue in cheek. But um, but if, I mean yeah, I don't know. But seriously, I mean there's no special anything for us. But anyway, <laughs> all kidding aside, uh, or at least maybe even halfway kidding. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it uh, to our roundtable here. Uh, what you think about this whole uh, Donald Trump and the and the KKK and Things of that nature. Um, so let's go ahead, and we do have uh, someone who looks like calling from Skype. Uh, we will get you on and get your name in a little bit while we do some call screening. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and bring us down the line. Uh, so first, what we'll do here is we'll have Ed, and then you, John, and then Susan. We'll get you uh, your comments on it, Gene, Kelly, and then we'll bring uh, our new uh, person who like to chime in. Uh, so first, Ed, let's get your comments on on that. Well, I'll do a little call screening. Go ahead, Ed. I like saying that. Just, I like the rhyme. Go ahead, Ed.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as far as that, of course, they're going to throw anything at Trump because they don't want Trump to be in there. But I think Trump has a good shot at it. You know, he, he really does have a good tr- shot at it. But the media and the main, you know, mainstream media and Republican and Democratic establishments do not want him they're in there. Death. Yeah, they're scared of him. So... You know, I mean, uh, it, it, he's a, a populist. He's uh, reaching out to the people and the people are responding to him. But I also think we can't forget that every congressman is also up for election and one-third of the Senate. They all need to be voted out. These Republicans are in there. They let us down. They they, they uh, shined Obama's boots. They No, they did. They They, they let us down. And that's why people are so bad at turning to Trump, because the Republican Party have just become Democratic appeasers, and we can't forget that. we got to vote them out. Vote your congressman out. Vote your senator out. And, you know, if you like Trump, vote for him. Yeah. And all, this is also, oh, go ahead. you know, it's like... The executive branch is not really going to change things that much. The executive branch we had in the last 30, 40 years, you name all those names, they're not that great names, um, and, and they haven't done anything but put us further and further in debt. It's up to us to take back our local communities, our states, and start working for education of the Bill of Rights. If people know that, then we'll get back to Liberty. Yeah, and
0: Did John, that brings you to debt
1: you oh, go ahead john I Bring it over to you
0: oh i was
5: just going to say yeah ed you're you're <laughs> echoing exactly what susan was talking and referring to earlier and i think you're spot on because there's so many different positions throughout the local city state county blah, blah positions but we i do want to caution myself as well as everybody listening that we have to be careful that when we're outsting somebody that we already have somebody in the wings that we know pretty confidently that's on our side and can get them into office because we don't need more. Just like what happened in, in Syria and, you know, Iraq, our people didn't have the right backup plan in place, so then they ousted these dictators who were keeping the terrorists under bay, and now the terrorists went crazy. So we we definitely... Mm-hmm got to do some switching out, but we want to be careful that we have the right people on the wing ready to go in and take that spot. Otherwise, we could end up with something worse than what we were getting rid of.
7: And I know you what mean, would be that, in my opinion. Do you mean the terrorists over there or the terrorists in Washington, D.C.?
5: <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, for example, we already know that Obama is taking over here, and he's pretty bad, but also... If we, for example, like um, we have congressmen and senators at our local level that might be Republicans, but if we're not careful in ousting those Republicans with a good, healthy backup, then we might end up with a Democrat or another socialist or communist that get in and take their spot because we didn't really have a full plan that was comprehensive and follow through and making sure we get a good, you know, uh, constitutional. I don't know conservative in that place. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and that's why I think you know we we need to look at the uh, the citizen statesmen not only on the national level uh, but on the local level as well. And I think that would that's a good starting point uh, for the uh, the other. I uh, can't even talk to that candidates of other parties such as the Libertarian Constitutional Party, and for me, it's in some instances. Uh, the Green Party, uh, you know, to come out and, you know, have some uh, diversification, you know, of the different ideas and and, and parties uh, within the local system. And I think that would be a way to get some exposure to, uh, you know, maybe be a part of the more, na- you know, national, of course. I would like to see something like that more in my lifetime, uh, but we'll see. But I do see I kind of missed the top of the hour, and so I need to do some programming notes. Uh, so anyone not new listening to the show or kind of skipped through it here on the podcast, uh, check out the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. Uh We've got a good number of pages on there. Of course, you have got the home page where you can uh, tweet out uh, the link to tonight's show, as well as follow me on Twitter, as well as go to the Facebook page uh, of the show, as well as uh, be able to access archives, podcasting, of that nature. And then we've got a little description of the show as well as our live Newsmax TV, which currently has uh, Ben Morris uh, on there right now. I'm not hearing exactly what he's saying, but I am looking at it, uh, watching it on uh, the website, as well as the Bart's Logic newsroom, uh, where you can uh, access articles and you can subscribe to the newsletter as well. And also, we have our featured guests, which gives a a list of uh, the different guests we've had on throughout the show. And then we have our give page, which is you're not giving money to me, uh, but it is the charity. So maybe I'll need to just change the name of that page to charity. Uh, it's probably a better uh, description. Uh, we can see a number of organizations, if you like, uh, to uh, donate to or you know give funds to things of that nature. Of course, we have the contact page where you can contact me, the host, as well. Lay i see the, the email that I send out to folks uh, who are on the email list. Uh, so you can get on that. And then, of course, there's the Green Conservative page, and then a page I'm working on when eventually we can get some affiliates here uh, for the show, uh, that as well. But uh, right now, you know, the, the main page is uh, to uh, pay attention to, of course, uh, our charities as well, it's the contact page, and check out the newsrooms and the home page. Uh, that's where you get And actually, there's uh, they're talking about Trump there. So if you want to uh, look at that at com, as I said, right now they have – um, ben Morris on there uh, talking about You know the returns I believe And so thank you very much for letting me Interject with the top there And so what we've got here is we're going to Go and bring it over to you Susan And then we'll bring uh, Gene And then Kelly and then we have Ronnie on the line from New York and we'll get him in the show As well uh, there's plenty of time Here folks uh, to continue Our table discussion And So let's go ahead and bring it back over To you Susan go ahead
6: no, well, I. And we're, we're commenting again Michael.
1: on the the KKK. Go ahead.
6: Well, I was going to bring in Michael Savage. He's talking about like, K the K- KKK. He's calling him our our Samson versus you know from the Bible. And he says about Donald Trump, he's our Samson. But I found this funny. He's called Rubio the ice cream man for over two years. And when he was a senator, he invited him on the show, and he was too afraid to go on Savage's show. And he said, uh, when I've watched Rubio being put forward, I said, this is a nightmare. They're going to try to make this idiot into a president. <laughs> I hear a guy laughing. <laughs> but um, KKK, well, I, I just think a lot of it, you know, they'll do anything to smear anybody. And even Romney, it says without any proof he is, um he said he's not anywhere near as wealthy as he says or he hasn't been paying the kind of taxes we expect. He hasn't been getting money to divest, or disabled like he's telling us he's doing. And um, radio show Limbaugh and I'm not in the Rush Limbaugh a whole lot, but said it boggles the mind to think a week in Washington D C would use Romney in an attempt to derail Trump's campaign. <laughs> well, what can, I, what can I say? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I've never... I thought... Each year I think it gets worse, but this year is like a circus. I never... I, you know what? Here's what a definition of a uh, the Congress chaplain is, and maybe you should be doing it for everybody, but the definition of the Congress chaplain is he looks at the Congress and he prays for the country. So I guess that's what we need to cover the chaplain for. This is the election he praised and the candidates and he praised for the country. So I can't really say anything about the KKK except I have someone in my group. Nice guy. He's black. Okay. He likes the KKK. <laughs> I say what? <laughs> when he said that, he said, well, they got some good ideas. And actually, politically, they do have good ideas. It's just their prejudices I don't like. But politically they are right they're a suit, you know, with with some things. I mean with every group, whether they're not so right or not, they have some good things. And that is one of their good things. I just don't like the other. But I can't picture Trump marching around with a robe and nah. <laughs> He's got better things to do with his money and time. So I really think that Romney is going to announce. I could be wrong, but it's, it's looking more and more like he's going to. It would be crazy. He's probably going to pick Paul Ryan again, and they'll do their thing like Phil Shaffley um well, I'm not against Romney because he's a Mormon, but he's going to act like a jackass and lie. And actually, he was part of that, you know, doing the Ron Paul thing. He knew what was going on. I, I don't, you know, as a family man, I'm sure he's a great guy. Other than that, I don't respect him. Next thing you know, we'll have McCain announcing he's running. So, <laughs> yeah.
10: you know. Well, it looks like,
1: unfortunately, we uh, we lost Ronnie's call. Uh, hopefully, uh, Ronnie will be able to call in. it would be interesting to uh, hear from him, him, get someone from a New York perspective. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to hear back. Maybe he's checking out the website, uh, and then he'll be back. But let's go ahead and bring it back uh, to you, Gene, and your comments and, uh with the, with the whole KKK. I can't imagine you know anybody likes it. Oh yeah, you know, you know KKK, great. Now uh, I know there's been some talk that his father uh, was supposedly a member of the KKK, or he got arrested, or something. You know, during or or he was near a KKK. Uh, event or something of that nature. I, to be honest, I didn't look much into it. I just think it's, you know, BS myself. But uh, what do you think, uh, Gene?
9: Yeah, I have to treat it myself. They kept asking asked about it and just pinned it on him like a trap or some kind of a, you know, and they don't ask uh, Hillary what she thinks has been mentioned previous in this discussion about Sharpton and some of those different things and all the different things. And then you're Again about being a white male. If you was a black male and you kinda of threw your stuff out, that'd be okay, you wouldn't be racist or anything, but if you're a white person and how about me, you're you're condemned as a racist. That you want a piece of the pie too. That's not all mm-hmm. I have to say for right now. That's hold the the right to interject.
1: Okay, and that uh, that brings it over to you, Kelly. And uh, darn it, I wish uh, we we didn't list, uh, lose Ronnie's call. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but hopefully we uh, hear him call he calls back. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to you, Kelly.
7: I am so tired of the race baiting thing. I am so tired. And if I'm getting tired, other people are tired. I was like, oh, great. Now, another false accusation. That's one way to really upset someone is to, you know, false accusation false accusation, but implication, try again, try again. And I listened to a clip of Donald Trump about this. He says, you know, I don't even know David Dukes. I don't know what you're talking about. So how can I support or oppose him without – that's just not fair. Um, I don't know where he is. I don't know what he believes in. So it's just not fair to exclude – I mean, Trump handled that pretty well. You know, I just don't even know who you're talking about. So, you know, it's interesting, um, you know, once once again, Donald Trump is just like, hey, what are you doing here? You know, I, if I'm getting tired of this race-baiting junk, all of America's is getting rid of the base race-baiting junk. That's what I would love about a, a Ben Carson presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have unified the country and ended that and made even greater fools of the race-baiters. I mean, and that's hey, why he didn't get a lot of media for one reason, I bet. Go ahead.
0: Yeah,
7: I, I, I just, you know, I, I, I predicted this months ago. Ben Carson will be a great unifier, and he's doing it again by getting all the candidates together and say, "Hey, we got to stop this nasty stuff." Um, he's a real gentle. He's obviously very strong. And what's interesting is, yeah. uh, if you look at people's character, um, it takes a really strong man a very strong man to be patient. A weak man will blow up at people. So, you know, Ben Carson has a lot of, you know, I'm, and this isn't a pitch for Ben, but it's a pitch for, I wish he, well, maybe he can go on tour and speak like Ron Paul did and others have done after his run and and, and continue his efforts to unify in this stupid race-baiting thing. I. You know, if I ever ran for president, which I'm glad I—that's too much responsibility. But um, I would be offended because my great, great, great grandfather fought in the North in the Civil War to free, uh, you know, the blacks. He also uh, went home with a 50 caliber bullet in his hip. So that would be an, a terrible insult to me personally because of my family lineage. Um, That would be a good counter that you know Trump found somebody in his lineage, but it it, it, you 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 come home with a war injury, you got to run a plow with a fifty caliber bullet in your head. That ain't easy to do. And back then we didn't have no welfare, so to accuse a person who helped free, you know, who was a descendant of those who helped free uh, the slaves, is, is just really, really offensive. Uh, I I just, I don't even know where these, and if you look at the history of this, let's see, yeah, Um, Abraham Lincoln, he freed his slaves, he was a Democrat, yeah, yeah, he was, no, he wasn't, he was a Republican, okay, so, all right, so, in the South, it was all the Republicans trying to oppress the black, no, it was the Democrats that started the KKK, all right, so, okay, Civil Rights Act of the 1960s, there was a couple of them, I think 63 was the starter, um, The Republicans opposed, no, gosh darn it, I did it wrong again. It was the Democrats that opposed the Civil Rights Act for the blacks. LBJ, yes, he was a Republican, yes, yes, LBJ was a Republican uh, vice president with uh, Kennedy. Wait, no, Kennedy was a Democrat, so you had, oh, that's right, yeah, LBJ was a Democrat. I don't care about the black folk, I just want their vote. That's a quote, not exact, but very close. I mean and there's um um Alex Jones put on these people that are uh silk silk and something, they're two black folk. And they just love Donald Trump. I mean you can tell. You can tell by their voice. I mean they're obviously black, and by their attitude, they just they just love that culture, you know, we have had um Christina uh Timmons on, you know, you can tell by her attitude. Just the way she taught. Yeah, that's just their culture. That's fine. But you can tell by their culture, and they really just, they really like Donald Trump. One of their messages, you know, only a black folk could pull this off. He says, Black folk, this is what, was it Silk that said this? She says, Black folk, you got to
5: get off the Democratic plantation.
7: <laughs> I was like, Whoa. <laughs> they just tell it like it is. So it's, I, this race baiting thing is dying. That's kind of what I'm trying to tell you. It's it's just it has no effect. It's just dying on the body.
1: Well, well, let's hope so. Like you, know, I'm I'm tired of hearing it. And yeah, we unfortunately uh, looks like well, we haven't gotten Ronnie back. I don't know what happened there. Um, but you know, you know, there's, there's uh, still some time uh, for him to call in. And so the next thing, uh, you know, we we. we Kind of got to it, and then we kind of faded away from it. But that's kind of the, uh, you know, organic nature of the show. And I definitely want to touch, if we think that, you know, that if the, let's say Donald Trump gets the nomination. Now, Donald Trump in his uh, speech uh, slash, uh, oh shoot, I'm having a brain freeze. <laughs> press conference. Thank you. His speech to ca- uh, slash uh, press conference last night. Uh, he uh, and he did. He took questions. I think he he, he did rather well with that. Um, And I'm sure people can find uh, the speech uh, Google it I'm sure you'll be able to find it Um, But he said you know I I can bring people together Now one thing about Trump that I don't like And I think people may be right about him Is he does say he's a negotiator And I do have concerns That he will negotiate uh, With the Democrats Which which, that's what I like about Ted Cruz Is he won't And perhaps if, if Cruz was the leader of the party he may very well, you know, turn the uh, Republicans into the, which, I mean, I kind of doubt it because, I mean, we're talking Congress, right, um, to be actually the party of opposition, at least while we still have the duopoly. Uh, and maybe, you know, Ted Cruz could spearhead that. I mean, because I, I, we we've all seen where the Republicans have already, uh, you know, negotiated kowtow to the Democrats, pretty much giving Obama everything. He's wanted and funding it. Uh, but to the point in question is: Do we really think that, you know, Donald Trump, if he got the nomination, would destroy the Republican Party? Now, if they were smart, they you know they wouldn't allow that to happen. I mean, that would just be stupid. You know, they would have to coalesce. They would have to uh, get behind the nominee, or, or, or the Republican Party, you know, would be dead. You know, really. Um, and so, and people are even talking about that possibly with. Uh, you know it's Romney, but you know Romney was an establishment, so you know they're not going to tear each other up. Uh, the RNC is not you know, the GOP establishment, but I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't think he would destroy them unless they allowed it to happen, which I mean, I don't think that they would. But you know, you know who knows? Uh, but let's go ahead and we'll, you know, we'll go down the list again and see what your thoughts are on whether Donald Trump would destroy the uh, Republican Party. Would it be? And there also, and also add this is that, of course, you know, you hear Ted Cruz and Rubio say, well, if, Ted, if he gets the nomination, I mean, they're, they're not going to lose a presidency. They keep saying, oh, he'll get crushed by Hillary Clinton, even though right now he is down in the polls on average from her by 8%, but I think he can, you know, 5 to 8%. But I think he can bring that up, you know, once he starts, you know, exposing her and doing debates with her, things of that nature. Um, but they say, oh, he'll get destroyed. And not only will he get destroyed – there would be, you know, a lot of senators and governors that will follow suit, you know, and lose, and like would be overrun by, by Democrats uh, because of, you know, him being the nominee. Uh, so, Ed, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that uh, it would be the death of the Republican Party? And do you think that if Donald Trump does get the nomination, uh, do you think that? You know, he would carry, you know, other Republicans in different uh, elections, such as, you know, the Senate and the governorships. uh, They would lose, too, to Democrats.
4: Well, I think the uh, GOP is already in trouble um, because you got the establishment branch that's almost like Democrats. So we need to break away from them anyways, you know, because they are they are doing the beating of the Democrats, they're democratic appeasers, and that's why people are going to Trump, so yeah, it's going to fracture There's are still about it. It's going to fracture whichever way this election goes because people are tired of the Republicans just Obama went on vacation to Hawaii he didn't even have to veto uh the increase in spending and and the increase in the debt and everything else. I mean, the Republicans just did it on their own so it's our own fault The establishment's like uh, The Republican establishment's too much like Democrats And, you know it, It's time somebody takes it away from them I, I don't know if Trump's the right answer But, you know uh, People are just mad They're mad And we probably need Actually, I would like to see it dissolved Because we need more voices And more opinions out there and, You know, this same old two-party system's not working so uh, I don't think uh, the fracturing of the Republican thing, uh, the GOP is a bad thing. I think that uh, we need more choices, and Trump's a, a choice in a different direction. I'm not really that big on him, but a lot of people are. I mean, my wife's on you know big on him. A lot of my other friends are big on him. I, you know, hey, that's what they want. You know, that's what it's going to be. And you know, I I do believe that if Trump gets in there or if Trump gets close to the votes, there's going to be a lot of fracturing in the Republican Party. But as, as far as parties go, I, I'm not even into parties that much at all. You know, because uh, mm-hmm. our founders wanted us to have parties in the first place. So let them fracture. Let them, let them dissolve. And let's get back to the Bill of Rights. Let's get back to uh, trial by jury. Let's get back to common law grand juries. Let's get back to the state's rights. And uh, let's let the... Uh, the Republican Party fracture Let's get more choices out there Let's hear the Constitutional Party Let's hear the Libertarian Party And let's have more voices
1: Now let's go ahead and uh, Bring it to you John
4: Voting is
5: concerned I don't To me If you're a legal United States citizen It doesn't matter if you're a KKK Or you're You know uh, Black Panther, or whatever you're an equal citizen, and you have a right to self-determined governance, and you got a voice, and only you own that. Nobody else should be able to encumber you, you know, burden you, or um, obligate you without your consent. And so, you know, I'm also sick and tired of the media trying to manipulate these tactics. You know, oh well, you, you know, some. Wedge with this guy so he shouldn't You should tell him that he can't vote For you that's nonsense Because number one if I'm running As the you know I want To be the candidate to be elected I want as many votes as I can Possibly get now if the Media is trying to tell me say Oh I don't want votes from certain groups That means the media is trying to make Me lose so you know I'm Like saying hey look media you're No better than that person should you know, you not have the right to vote for me any more than that person? And then as far as this decision on Donald Trump, if he gets elected or not, and how he would do if he was in office, well, from previous shows, if people go back on your archives, Robert, and look up the last couple of uh, weeks of shows, you'll know I already have a concern about the fracturing within the two, in our party system now. We have an oligarchy of political professionals and professional business class people that are colluding with each other to run roughshod over the rest of us. And like I said last week, you know, you heard the name um, um, Carl Icahn pop up. Well, it it doesn't matter if it's Carl Icahn, Donald Trump, uh, um, Lindsey Graham, or who I call flimsy scam. And Or any of these other guys, they all get into office and collude with the professional business class to embezzle the term in governance our intellectual property from each of the rest of us. Because you and I and every legal United States citizen owns a share of governance, and that's your intellectual property right, and they are embezzling it from you and they're using it for their own personal gain, they're trading with yours and mine's intellectual property called self-determined governance because they're denying you your due process rights of good faith bargaining, good faith negotiations, mutuality of agreement in all governance, then they've just robbed you, stolen you blind by fraudulent misrepresentation and extrinsic fraud. And that's they're colluding and embezzling and extorting from you without you even knowing it. Well, I think that people like Trump, like I said a little bit earlier, are in these positions, and they think well from their own perspective of what they think they want to do, but they're all asking just to be dictator in charge there ain't There ain't a single one of them that truly speaks to we, the people, having the power to make the decisions for the laws that govern us. Otherwise, they wouldn't get into office and say, oh, I'm going to do this. Well, you cannot say you're going to do this, because you have to get the will of the people if you're really, truly constitutional, because every single legal citizen is a constituent, and they're all equal in governance. And that means if you're not going to extend to me the right to self-determine what encumbers me, burdens me, you know, um, controls me or whatever, then you don't deserve that right yourself because you're not, what does it say, you've got to be willing to uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you? Well, if I'm not willing to extend to you guys, the privilege of self-determining what controls you, what you obligate yourself, what burdens you and encumbers you, then I'm not worthy of the right to decide that for myself. So I do have a problem with all these candidates, and is no different. In my sense, when he's speaking about what he wants to do in policy and stuff, he's speaking from a standpoint that, he understands from his professional business class perspective and what those the true definition of his words mean, and it's almost a double speak. Like we we interpret it one way, but he intends it something different than what we actually interpret it. But he uses words that make sense to us in our own ideology in our own mind. So are are we being self delusional to just accept it for the definition at which we understand it, or should we truly find out what his Meaning and definition of it is so we really understand what he's meaning. So, you know, that's I question that and I have a hard time with that. But I'm looking hopefully for somebody outside of the people who are running right now in the Democrat and Republican parties. We need to look outside because I don't see anybody but the people that's in there now saying, Hey, make me dictator in charge. So, I hope that kind of gives another perspective on answering the question. And I don't know if Trump's going to work with the other people or not. He's so used to saying you're fired and in the private world, you can walk away from a deal and say no. But in government, you can't. Everybody has – you cannot fire the congressman. You cannot fire the different people in the different spots unless you are, you know, like it's a czar of yours and you're appointing them. And so when it comes to legislation – He's stuck working with the people that's there. And you can't walk away from it. Well, I guess you can. Obama's manipulated it. That'll work <laughs> for now, though. You know, these executive actions and stuff. So I, I don't want Trump doing that. I have a problem with Trump's property rights issue because he thinks eminent domain's more important than if you can use it for private reasons, for business. So we have all these people... All the voters out there, think about this. you got Bernie Sanders, it's somewhat socialist, and he's talking about, hey, we're tired of the corporate rulers, you know, running roughshod over us and stuff. Well, law and the bankruptcy laws and whatnot, they've got protectionist socialism for the elite business class people. So if their business fails, they can use their bankruptcy laws to protect themselves from personal bankruptcy or they can get a bailout or they can get some tax grants or tax credits or tax or subsidies of some kind in order to protect them they get that level of protection socialism but if they get gains and they really make some money in their business they get to privatize that and keep it to themselves they might pay some taxes you know or stuff like that but nothing near what you would you know what i'm saying They're trying to say, Mm -hmm. but the common wage worker, the regular wage earner, they have only personal bankruptcy. They don't have that second level of business bankruptcy to protect their um, losses from their income source. And see, it's all just semantics. So now the people that are listening to Bernie Sanders is going, well, hey, if socialism works great for all the political class and the business, you know, professional business class people, why shouldn't we have it too? That's scary.
1: And Susan, what do you think on that? Susan, still with us? I see you in the... Line.
6: Yes, I'm here.
1: Oh, there You're we here? go. Now I'll just bring it over to you oh. and get your comments. And then uh, I, I think I know well he's going to answer my next question I'm going to be uh, putting to us, our uh, roundtable. But uh, first, let's get uh, through this one. Go ahead. About the whole, well,
6: I you was know. Some... Who's this supposed to go? Oh, the Huffington Post. <laughs> Why Bernie Sanders won Super Tuesday? Clinton won all the states she was first to win. She won Massachusetts for 15 points against a and lost in the primary. And Sanders has resounding wins in Colorado, Minnesota. Um, now, they said all the southern states are her best states, but she's used up most of her ammo and doesn't even know what kind of trouble she's in. She... Before the voting, she pivoted to the right again in anticipation of the general election. She can't help herself. She lives and brings arrogance. Uh, it, it, it's really funny. Um, he has a $40 million war chest and favorable map in front of him. Still to burn. <laughs> Time is on his side. The more he runs, the more people find out about him. And everyone knows about Clinton. She's gaining no new voters. So, um... He's in a race against time, didn't close the door tonight. Tick tock, tick tock, that's what it says. I got a, yeah, a huge kick out of that. Um, but um, what I, how many of you are getting a lot of emails from uh, everybody that's, um, I, I'm getting so many emails from crews, um, just, just so many of them. Uh, Rubio, Hillary, Bernie, uh Harry Reid, Sherrod Brown Elizabeth Morton. And I get all these you know, They all want support or help And I am so over this You know, thinking, and there was more tonight So is Morris the cat running for president? <laughs> you know, because I'm about ready to vote for him I'm tired of it It's just between the Donnie Burke on all of them And if you think the Republicans Cheating right so of the Democrats they all want a certain person, and they're willing to cheat and lie to get a certain person in there, so you know it's it's a really sad state of affairs, and it makes it just turns you off both sides should be turned off I mean with the nonsense that goes on, and it you would think you would think people would get it and say hey, we're going to vote for someone like Morris the Cat and Riding Man, or we're going to vote Libertarian for Gary Johnson, or we're going to vote the Constitution Party for one of these guys, or we're going to, um, because for me, you get sick of the Republican and Democratic Party. And I have always said, you vote for a man, not for a party. And that's how I look at it. I like Crapo, um, I like rich. They're not perfect. And they have an R after the name, yes. But you know what? Um, if they decide to switch and call themselves anything, any, any party name, just under whatever, I might still p- vote for them if no one else is better. And that's the important thing. Um, I think that it was um, Ron Paul who was advised by Larry McDonald. Doesn't matter which party you run under. As long as you get in there and you win. And so Ron Paul ran as a Republican last, but he ran he's run as a libertarian too. And Larry McDonald, Lawrence Patton McDonald, who was in the plane that was shot down over Russia years ago. He was a Democrat. But he was the old fashioned Democrat, not the new one. And so, to me, it doesn't matter what you can have a label after your name as long as you stick to the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and Bill of Rights, because that's what I go by. So, that's what they need to go by, because otherwise I can't support them. So, that's it for me. <clears throat>
1: Okay, then that, uh, let's go ahead and uh bring it over to Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> uh to Jean yeah, and then yeah. to Kelly. And then uh, I've got some uh some polls <laughs> that I'm gonna read off from real clear politics and uh for some of the upcoming uh primaries. And uh we'll go from there. So go ahead, Gene.
9: Uh, uh yes, I I crave it a lot what Susan said uh that the person is more oh. important than the party, I remember I was thinking about some of the Democrats, like they had Sam Nunn, and then they had uh, Johnson that served up in abortion, and they had some other ones that I really liked. So the Democrats and well, and uh, at least Bernie had a greater chance. I think it's been interesting to watch Bernie Sanders running, but they have those super delegates for the Democrats that are kind of lined up with Hillary, but I, at least he had a greater chance, and I think that's some of my main thoughts for now. And
1: that brings it over to you, Kelly.
7: Well, we've uh, been presented with the question at this roundtable forum. By the way, I'm still waiting for my pizza, Robert. Um, Your pizza? <laughs> <the question> out- <laughs> oh, got it the question wrong. Out- okay, got it. Okay. The question outstanding is, Uh, Will Donald Trump hurt the Republican Party? Definitely not. In fact, he'll actually help the Republican Party by bringing in all sorts of new people who are tired of the career politicians. Uh, New blood, new faces, new ideas, new, 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 and lots of numbers are coming in. And, of course, this is in contrast to um, the Romney campaign in 2012. Remember, oh, you can't vote for Gingrich because... Uh, Romney's the only one who can beat Obama. You can't vote for Ron Paul. Only only Romney can beat Clinton. Really? What? Or no, for Clinton. Oh, boo-boo. Sorry, I'm getting my old boo-boo Clinton. Anyway, it, it's all becoming a blur, like, you know, Barney Sanders. Anyway, um, so, new blood, fresh faces, new ideas, new enthusiasm, passion, because they're tired of the same old, same old. However, the Republican Party... Will hurt the Republican Party and the retaliation against him. I'll go a little bit more into this. I'll have my opportunity to throw in some humor when I can. My son, uh, we went to uh, a play this weekend called The Lion, the Witch, and the War Group. His actual play with local people is amazing. And we uh, were at Subway before, and somehow he brought up Donald Trump. And
0: uh, Nice
7: teaching opportunity. He's 10 years old. I said, James, would it be good if Donald Trump gave every kid in America three boxes of Legos? He's totally into Legos. He's like, yeah. Okay, where would the government get the money? From the money machine. I took a napkin, watered it up, and bopped him on the head. He laughed because we teased each other this way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going into a kid thing because that's how the Republicans are going to respond. Okay? So, uh, ISIS, James... You know how the government gets the money? He's like, well, no. From the people. It's called taxes. Brought in a napkin, unfolded it so you can see the full, spread out napkin. He says, okay, somebody's going to have a job and you're going to make this much money. And they're going to, here's county taxes. I tore it out. That's not yours anymore. Here's state taxes. Here's federal taxes, bigger chunk. And he starts looking at me like, that's not fair. So then I took another napkin. Suppose you made a whole bunch of ton of money. I took a napkin, four it and a half. And I told him, All right, if you make a lot of money, federal government's gonna take about half of it. He looks at me, he oh, that that's not fair look. So, what do you think about that? He said, I grab a gun and go shoot the president. Hmm, he might not want to do that. He goes, I think I'll use a missile then. <laughs> I mean, he gets it. He gets it. You know, what I told him is this half that's gotten tore off is going to be given to people that don't work. Like, I'm going to go shoot the president. No, 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 no. Well, then I'm going to be using missile. Like, <laughs> he, you he got it. So, how do kids think? How do kids think? Well, if you raise kids long enough, they're trying to make some cardboard creation or whatever, and all of a sudden it's not working out, it's too hard, and they just. Get all angry and they stomp on it and they destroy it. They retaliate. They they they're they're mad. They're frustrated. They're kids. They don't understand. They just you know they they just have a little anger fit. Well, that's what the Republican Party is going to do. They're going to act. They're already acting like a child, trying to destroy Donald Trump. They would rather um, this is my prediction. They would rather destroy the party than let Donald Trump become president. They're acting like children. They're already doing it. They're going to do it again. Why are they not welcoming Donald Trump? He's he's the candidate most likely to beat Hillary. They're not doing the uh, Romney line. Well, you know, vote for Romney. Well, he beat uh, uh, Obama. Why are they not doing the Romney line? No, no, no. You see, they're, they're acting like children, like I've seen my son, or maybe you've seen your kids do this. Destroy what they can't create because they're frustrated. So if, if this is the state of the Republican Party destroying their own party in retaliation, then what kind of people have we elected as leaders? And back to us, we the people, yeah, we're at fault. But um, it, my quick conclusion is Donald Trump will not hurt the party. He'll help the party. But it's the Republicans that are going to destroy the party if he gets the nomination.
8: And
1: that brings me to uh, my next question, just to uh, for a programming note. So I do see that it is quarter till the hour. Uh, You only have about 15 minutes to call into the show, Uh, but there's more time. Uh, There will be an hour after the live portion of the show tonight, uh, which is our Barge Logic uh, After Dark, uh, which is our extended period. So give us a call at 347-945-7428 if you'd like to listen to the rest of the show and, of course, uh, be a part of our roundtable discussion as well. Uh, just push the 1 on your number dial, whether you're calling in from Skype or a regular number uh, to get in. And again, give us a call at 347-945-7428. Uh, because if you're not calling, uh, unfortunately, your audio will be gone. Now uh, The podcast will be available uh, later uh, where you can hear the show In its entirety uh, But if you'd like to uh, join us Give us a call 347-945-7428 Do so I want to pose this question to folks And I know this is actually A concern of mine And so I want to see if uh, The folks here on our round table uh, Share this concern uh, If so why If not why not um, So if the GOP if the Republican Party does fracture coming to the convention and into the general election, who here, if any, and as I said, if so, why, if not, why not, are concerned that Hillary Clinton will be our next president? Because as I said, I am highly concerned uh, with Hillary Clinton being our next president. If you don't like Obama, you're going to hate Hillary Clinton. If you already hate Obama – It's going to be loathing for Hillary Clinton because she's not only going to, you know, extend uh, what Obama's done. She's going to exacerbate it, and I use that word purposely because what she's going to do is make things worse than what he's done. And so, Ed, are you concerned if the Republican Party were to fracture uh, or there would be maybe a third party? Uh, That would be more What some would consider conservative Or maybe even libertarian That could draw votes away from a Donald Trump uh, Whereas Would allow Hillary Clinton To become president Is that a concern of yours by any chance? And if so Why or why not?
4: Well I think that uh, there's a very Very good possibility that Hillary Will be president Um, But again Our freedoms don't come from the executive branch. Our freedoms come from the Bill of Rights. Our government servants are out of control, both on the Republican and on the Democratic side. If Hillary gets in there, then that's going to only make us stronger to fight against her. I, I don't feel fear Hillary being elected. I think that, you know, um, the people will rise up to the occasion and start grasping at the Bill of Rights and saying you're not going anywhere, Hillary. And we're gonna I think it'll uh, awaken the troops. And there's a good chance. Well that's, that's what they happen. said
1: about Obama. They said it yeah, they, they said about Obama if he became president it was awakening people. Go ahead. It
4: did it did awaken people. Unfortunately they went through Republican Party, they're supposed to stand up to them and they didn't. So that's why they're mad now. Yeah. And, True. and
0: good point. it's
4: gonna be it's gonna. It's the same thing. It's like, hey, okay, so we're going to, you know, we realize that the Republicans aren't standing up to the Democrats. They're in bed with the Democrats. So it's going to awaken us more. We're going to say, hey, you know, it's like this. What's that, Ed? Rights, you know, and get the people strong, get them to take back their states and thumb their noses at D.C. Because D.C. is the district of corruption. That's all it is, the district of corporate corruption. And whoever we get out of here, I don't i don't really think they're going to lead us out of the corruption. It's up to we, the people, to lead us out of the corruption. And we can do it at the local and the state level of the best. And if we start, you know, ignoring and nullifying all the bad things coming out of D.C., Let Hillary get in there. We're going to fight her tooth and nail. The American will is not going to give up because Hillary gets in there. I don't fear Hillary getting in there. There's a very good, there's probably better than 50%, 50 50 chance that she is going to get in there. But we can't give up because she does get in there. We need to intensify our fights and get an educated populace that knows the Bill of Rights. And on that, I'm going to.
1: Okay, so let's go ahead And John, we do have uh, some other callers in Uh, So if you'd like to chime in And be a part of our roundtable discussion Just push the one On your number dial And I will get you into the show There is plenty of time uh, for you to get uh, Everything that you would like to out So uh, for the callers Just push the one on your number dial Uh, If you'd like to get in for others If you'd like to uh, listen to the extended period, or what sometimes we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark, uh, we will get you in. Uh, So give us a call at 347-945-7428. Do see area code 818 wants to chime in. Uh, We'll be uh, getting your name soon uh, so we can get you into the show. And what we'll do is we'll... uh, to get uh, John to speak on uh, my question. If you're concerned uh, if the GOP were to fracture, uh, would you be concerned if Hillary Clinton becoming president? Why or why not? And so while we're hearing from John, I'll uh, get some call screening done here. And then uh, we will be bringing in our, our next caller, uh, area code uh, 818. And then we'll bring things also back down the line uh, to the other folks. We have plenty of time uh, to get everything out. So go ahead, John. As we say here, the mic is yours.
5: Thank you, sir. Yeah, Robert, I agree with what you were saying earlier about um, Hillary Clinton. I mean, I am concerned that whoever on the Democrat side gets the election, it wouldn't even matter to me if it was Hillary. If it, I mean, it does matter if it's Hillary or Bernie or but who knows who they have, you know, and just in case those fall apart for whatever reason. They've said they might sneak in Biden or something like that. So I do have a concern for that for multiple reasons. In addition to what you were saying, the next person that's a president is also going to nominate our judiciary, you know, Supreme Court justice. And I definitely want somebody that's more orientated to the spirit of the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution, because a lot of times we get carried away with our own. Fantasizing of what we think those documents mean And really everything that we stand on is predicated on the bloodshed Of those that came before the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence Because if they weren't willing to shed their blood and stand up against Great Britain Then the Declaration of Independence would not probably have transpired to mean what it means Nor would the Constitution so I think we're kind of echoing the same sentiment, you know, in a lot of ways. But this whole group of nominees on the Republican side and the Democratic side, none of them, in my humble opinion, are constitutional. They're all just, hey, elect me, dictator in charge. And I, I've i had a problem with that for the longest time. Yeah, I was asleep at the wheel for the first 20-some-odd, almost 30 years of my life, wasn't paying attention to politics and could have cared less. And, um, you know, at some point, especially about the time the Patriot Act came on stage, I started thinking of it a little differently. And then whenever our President Bush and them started trying to stop Hans Blix, the U.N. Investigators saying Yeah you better get out because we're sending In troops into Iraq whether you like it Or not then I even escalated My concern and caution more and I Started digging more into politics then So yeah I do have A problem with who gets Elected and whether it be Anybody period Regardless if it's a Democrat And That's about it for that Topic there's other issues Like talk about but I
1: don't think that applies right now. Okay, well we'll definitely like uh to bring them up and uh you know even if you uh, last time we bring you around uh to our round table discussion John you can let us know what those topics are perhaps so we can uh do a show or maybe even uh as we've done with Kelly sometimes is done a special episode like on a Friday uh night or we've also done some Saturdays. I don't mind doing some other shows as time permits. But let's go ahead and yeah, bring in Michael. And Michael is uh one last he, thing Yeah, go ahead, and we'll bring Michael in from Los Angeles, California. Go ahead.
5: Um, For example –
1: Go ahead, John, and we'll bring in Michael.
5: Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, this to me is very important, but it depends on who's listening. You know, it's all in the eyes of the beholder, whether it's important or not. For example, most of us legal United States citizens, we have to wait 18 years living under the suffrage of this government before we even get to register to vote. Well, they're letting immigrants, illegal and whatnot, come into our country. And then as long as they're 18 years old, they get to pass a test to become an, you know, a, a citizen of our country. And then they get the right to drive and vote and everything. And I'm like, wait up. I had to live under this constitutional republic's crookedness, crony, capitalistic nonsense for 18 years before I got to even register to vote. Now, these people come in, they're here for maybe a year or two, and they don't really get their citizenship for quite a while, but they automatically get to vote with, you know, it's ridiculous. So to me, it's like, hey, we need to pass a law that any person that comes into our country, they have, from the point that they became a legal citizen, they have to wait 18 years before they can even register to vote.
1: And, and let's talk, we'll talk more about that, and perhaps we can have that uh, as part of our. Uh, roundtable discussion tonight because uh, uh, we'll bring in Michael and then finish uh, things off with uh, the rest of the folks here on uh, the topic of a fractured Republican Party. And then we'll bring it around and uh, perhaps have uh, another question I want to uh, bring on our topic tonight. But first, let's go ahead and welcome uh, Michael from California. Thank you very much, Michael, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? I'm
3: great. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, good. Uh, uh, yeah,
3: we have, uh,
1: earlier had a caller, uh, Lonnie from New York. Unfortunately, uh, we lost his line for whatever reason. So it would have been interesting to get uh, the two uh, coasts, get some comments from people on the on the, the two coasts tonight. But uh, maybe uh, Lonnie had to do something else. But uh, hopefully Lonnie will be wor- listening to the archive and, and calling uh, next week. Go ahead, Michael.
3: Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, I am a rarity. I'm here in Los Angeles, California, and I am uh, behind Trump. And um, I can't really say that publicly, locally at least. But what I'd like to say is I wish people would understand a vote for Marco Rubio or even a Ted Cruz is still a vote for Hillary Clinton. I don't see why people don't see they are the establishment. Everybody's freaking out right now because they are Mm -hmm. saying you have Republican senators, congressmen saying they will vote for Clinton over Trump because they want to keep Mm -hmm. the power structure in place. And when people say he's getting the minority of the vote – let me t- I want to tell people that the, the party, is, this is the party. If you add up to most of Ted Cruz supporters who thinks he's non-establishment, but he is, and you add that with Trump, you're well over 50%. And the dinosaurs, the establishment of the party, they left the party, excuse me for saying, the majority of the Republican Party today, in my opinion, are – individuals that care about this country that are willing to take common sense approaches to get things done and in the matter uh, if we are sitting down and doing what's best for this country i'm not talking about just promising free things to everybody like the democrats do to have them vote <laughs> yeah. for, uh, for them but if they sit down and their practical immigration solutions our foreign policy and our trade deals i think republicans whether you're a constitutionalist as far as a purist I think people would be very open to the idea as long of compromising as long as they're moving forward. I really think people are more moderate than especially the media portrays the Republicans you know as right wing nut jobs when that's completely false. I think a lot of Republicans are more it, kind of in the middle of the road like blue dog Democrats and they're willing to compromise to get things done as long as it's in the best interest for the United States and its citizens. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would
1: say that uh, w- when you talk about, you know, center, you know, moderate, I would say we, uh, it, well, it depends on the age group. I hate to say it. I, I don't want to do, do a paint a broad brush, uh, for, you know, for America We do have a lot of different groups here. Um, you know, cause, I mean, I, what I'm about to say can't in my opinion, really apply to a, a lot of the younger folks, Uh 'cause I, I think uh you know most of folks you know around my age you know around in our in our forties i guess fifties things of that nature maybe older uh I would say we lean more uh center right uh the younger- uh, folk i'd say are more center left uh but not quite left when I talk about liberal, uh liberal as in maybe fiscal uh fiscal liberals, which I do think you know they are, but I think they're more um You know, they're more, especially those coming out of college, hasn't really paid taxes or anything yet. Uh, But I think uh, they're definitely more socially libertarian. I don't know if you could go as far as say liberal, but maybe libertarian. Uh, But you know, I I think so. As I said, I don't want to paint a a broad brush on that. Um, But my concern is now that I'm bringing it up.
3: Yeah, I I would say I'm more about the serious issues, not these social issues that. They divide us on because, you know, in my opinion, you know, a lot of people put weight behind the president and he gets to nominate, obviously, let's say, the justice, right, in the Supreme Court. Well, it's very obvious it's politicized. The court's been politicized for years. Oh, I mean, yeah. We have the Affordable mm-hmm. Care Act, right, Obamacare. If it wasn't politicized, there's no way they would have ruled that as constitutional. I think we can agree on that. So <laughs> yeah, I look at it that, you know what, this isn't about abortion this isn't about who can marry who this isn't about who can smoke marijuana my i'm i'm more interested i wish people would look at the bigger picture our monetary policy our foreign policy what we could agree on our immigration policy these are co- and we could take common sense approaches to this i don't care if you're 19 30 or 50 i think that everyone unless you're kind of way out there and you're screaming that you, socialism is good Well, then those people don't know what socialism is, obviously. Or, you know, well, we want free college. We want this. We want that for free. Obviously, if you sit down and you show them the numbers, it's impossible to happen. There's no way that can happen. So if people actually focus on issues that matter as opposed to, let's say, in a GOP debate, to me, I hate the pandering. I hate the Planned Parenthood plugs. I don't know why they still Mm -hmm. talk about abortion, why they're bringing these issues up. Because that's just fueling the Democrats or giving them fuel to add to the fire. Because that's not where the, mass, the public is to this day. Meaning, yeah, you may be a religious person. It may not be okay for you. But like when you have Marco Rubio, for instance, come out and say he's against abortion, right? And under all circumstances, rape, incest. I mean, how is that going to help him? It's not going to help him. No one, if he gets elected, which he won't, but if he did, He's not going in there. Roe v. Wade isn't being overturned, so I don't know why they can't focus on the pertinent issues that are facing us right now as far as the survival of our country, such as our our debt, our unfunded liabilities, our war policies, and things that are a big threat to this country. And that's not abortion, I'm sorry to say, as much as I'm against it.
1: Well, you mentioned something, and I think that's you – know, as I said, we've got plenty of time uh just a you know a little less uh but about forty five minutes and I'll close things after close things out. I have a feeling this would definitely be one of those shows where we could uh put out a, a fourth hour. Uh but unfortunately we don't have that. But I'm, you you made a good point about uh the percentages. And this is a, an audio clip I'm gonna play. It's only about six minutes and a quarter uh where Gingrich is making comments on uh pretty much what just what you were talking about Michael after the South Carolina primary so let's go ahead and uh, listen to that and then we'll uh, get some response on what Michael said uh from Susan Jean and Kelly and also uh but first uh, after that we'll get uh, or before that uh, we'll get Michael's uh, response to this audio and uh, as we do here on the show folks remember that all of your mics are still open so if there are any background noise, just please mute your mic or phone or whichever uh, that you're using uh, to uh, speak into the show. Just remember, I do keep all the, the mics live, so let's uh, keep be mindful of that. So let's go ahead and hear that
2: analysis from Newt Gingrich. He won South Carolina four years ago. Fox News contributor Newt Gingrich. Uh, your thoughts about tonight? Well, first of all, it is a huge night
8: for Donald Trump, and nobody should kid themselves. Here's a guy who seven months ago, for the first time, entered electoral politics, has learned at an extraordinary rate, Uh, came in second in Iowa, which is a very tough environment for him, with a caucus turnout project, Uh, won New Hampshire decisively, won South Carolina decisively, and by any reasonable standard, this is a decisive victory. He's going to win, if you look at the numbers in Nevada right now, and the fact you only have a few days to turn it around, he's going to win Nevada. Now, at that point, somebody in
2: the establishment I've been listening with amusement <laughs> to the conversation you're uh, having. You and I must be, be thinking the same thing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, have I you, mean, been, have I, you I, been listening? If you add this to this to this, oh, well, then then you might be Trump. It's hilarious.
8: Yeah, I mean, what people need to get,
2: get a grip on in the Washington
8: establishment is their job is to understand Trump. His job isn't to understand them. What
2: uh, that's, they live in, that's they, really what's
0: said.
8: You know, they live in a world of ideas and details and policy programs and long papers and, you know, conferences on ideas. This guy lives in a world of making very big decisions, doing very big things, uh, you know, and I think he can start keeping a list. Will there be a wall, and how soon? Will he, in fact, have gotten through a dramatic change in health care, and how soon? Will he, in fact, rethink our policy in the Middle East, and how soon? But these are a future, oriented, and that's the base of his support, is people who are sick and tired of the, of the day-to-day baloney that has, that has dominated American politics. Uh, and, and, and it's also a very simple rule. If you think Washington is so sick you want someone to kick over the table, then you like Donald Trump and you frankly don't care about the details. And remember, between Trump, Cruz, and Carson, 62% of South Carolina Republicans voted
2: for very dramatic change. Mr. Hmm. Speaker, let me ask you this, because I I watch with amusement, and maybe I'll even add the word a little bit of frustration tonight, because I was watching people with their... and I was flipping channels all over the place, like, like a lot of us do in the news business, and I'm watching this person say, well, if you add this person's numbers to that person's numbers to this person's numbers, then you might have to be in a position where Trump's really in trouble now, and I'd be very worried if, if I'm Donald Trump at this point. And I'm thinking... He just won South Carolina by a huge margin. He just won, you know, North New Hampshire by a huge margin. Let me give you a simple analogy.
8: As, as you know, Chris and I are big Green Bay fans, and actually own one share of stock. Now, if we could have borrowed the Denver defense <laughs> for that game in Arizona, Green Bay yeah. could yeah. have gotten into the playoffs. And if we would have won the borrowed, Super Bowl. We would have won the Super Bowl. I mean, these guys, first of all, if Carson drops out, at least half his is going to go to Trump. Second, you don't know today, because this is a, and I, I can't overstate this, because you and I both have talked to Trump, and we've watched him, and, and we've been pretty tough with him. Um, this is a guy who's learning every 24 hours. He's not the same person today he was yesterday by the time he, let, he gets to the speech in Atlanta tomorrow, uh, where my, my dear friend, Randy Casey, is helping organize it. And she's a remarkably sophisticated woman. When she came out for Trump, I began to realize, This guy's got something going that's different. When he's going to go to Nevada, he will be a slightly more mature, more thoughtful person by the time he lands in Nevada. And that's what people don't get. This is a serious man who has done serious things. He has, for seven months now, tried to figure out how to be president of the United States. And he keeps growing. It's not that he's changing in in, in a a shallow sense of three consultants telling him what to dump. It's a very interesting guy trying to really
2: understand a very complicated i think, job. That, I think, I think that is a, a probably the most i think the most honest analysis i've heard you actually said something very early in the process and you said it both on my radio show and right here on the fox news channel that if you want to know who donald trump is read the Art of the deal you get some insight into his mindset so here's my question for you going into Nevada, going into super tuesday if you were to talk to him on the phone tonight and say, great job, but I would advise you to make these three minor tweaks, what would you tell him? i tell him, first
8: of all, change nothing between now and Nevada because it's too short a time. Hold every possible rally in Nevada you can get to and go to every small town you can get to where they never see a candidate, and you'll win Nevada in a huge margin, and that gives you a boost. Then take a deep breath, take 24 hours off the campaign trail, and think about being a potential president. Rather than a potential candidate, and he will he will begin to grow into a job vastly more humbling and vastly more challenging
2: than anything he has ever dreamed of. Hmm. Last question: What would you say, both and, and Donald Trump acknowledged tonight? Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio had good nights tonight. What good would you say night. to them in the, in the great nights? What would you say to them in the in the 30 seconds you have left?
8: Marco needs to wrap up the entire establishment, become the, the practical alternative to the insurgency. And continue to communicate. And I thought he did a wonderful job tonight, pulling together uh, the fact you have an African American senator, an Indian American governor, uh, a Latino uh, presidential candidate. This is not the party the Democrats used to run against. And then second, I I'd say to Cruz, he is right at the edge of breaking through. He he has got to be a cheerful warrior. I saw him today at, at the Judge Justice Scalia's funeral. Uh, I think he and Heidi, in fact, are enjoying this experience. And they've got to be a cheerful warrior and go on. It's a tough business. But after all, he's now one of three. I mean, there are only three plausible yeah. nominees. That's a pretty big achievement for a guy who's 45 years old.
2: I think, actually, for, is he 44 or 45? I'm not sure. I thought, but, I thought he is, did a birthday.
8: Right yeah. Okay, so he's 44.
2: Oh, he's, no, 44, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Mr. Speaker, uh, great council advice, as right. always. Thank you for being with us. Right. Coming up, but, we have a lot more on South Carolina's report. And I think a lot of what... Uh,
1: Duke Ingrid said, I think you're 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 starting to see that, you know, come to fruition, especially if you watched uh his acceptance speech uh on well last night I guess for Super Tuesday. Uh he's definitely I, I definitely see where he's growing. He's becoming more uh mellow in some senses, you know, especially if you watched uh some of his other speeches. And even when you look watched his speech in North Carolina I'm sorry, and Nevada, when he he won those states to talk about. And real quick, before we bring Michael back in to get his comments on what Gingrich said, is uh, looking at the latest polls for Michigan, uh, looks like Trump at this point has 29 percent, with Rubio at 18, Cruz at 19, uh, Kasich at 8, and Carson at 7. We heard earlier tonight that uh, Carson uh, may have suspended his campaign. We'll look more into that. But we also have Mississippi. Where in Mississippi, the polls are Trump at 41, Cruz at 17, Rubio at 16, Kasich at 8, and Carson 5. So let's go ahead and bring it back to uh, you, Michael. And then it looks like uh, we lo- uh, Ed has to drop his call. Thank you very much, Ed, for coming to the show tonight. We'll see you next Wednesday. And uh, so we'll go ahead and hear from Susan, Jean and... Uh, Kelly and and John, we will bring it back to the show. Uh, But, Michael, let's go ahead and get your – and I do have some uh, comments about some other topics if we're able to get to that uh, this evening. Uh, And then, John, hopefully we'll be able to have a night where we can get more of uh, your comments what you were saying uh, earlier, uh, you know, the last time you had the mic. And so what do you think about those comments? And have you seen those types of things with uh, Donald Trump, Michael? Yeah, you know what? I,
3: I agree with a lot of what he said. Um, I don't agree that it's an insurgency. I believe that this is the majority of the party, that Republicans, this has been brewing, this didn't come out of nowhere. This has been happening what since the Tea Party movement back in twenty ten. That just it shows you that the establishment could care less what the public thinks. So mm-hmm. if anything, we are not an insurgency. Trump supporters or individuals even that our crew supporters are ones that actually have the belief of getting an outsider. But what I will say is I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican taking part in this primary season. I wish people would open their eyes and see that democracy is at, our democracy is at stake right now. They let us know that, or they try to tell us that we can go out, we can vote, we could select who we want to lead us. And it shows you on the Democratic side, Hillary Clinton has 400-plus super delegates.
0: Mm-hmm. They can
3: steal it from whoever wants to come. They have the control. If you look at the GOP, same, same thing. They could try pushing this, playing their games, going to a broker convention, getting past the first round, then the delegates are loose, and they could play the game they want to play. So I wish people would actually see – that we claim to have the right to vote. We have the, we that this is a democracy. And I wish people would see that that is under threat. And the Democrats and Republicans have rigged the elections to get who they want to get in power. The same way, I guess that I could relate this is with the Federal Reserve by saying everyone thinks the president could appoint the chair to the Fed, but in turn, or in, in reality, he is given a she, he or she is given a short list of people that he could appoint. So he's given a list of maybe one name of who he could appoint. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's pretty short you know, list. That, exactly. So, again, in, they try to paint this illusion to people that you have a choice in this country when, in fact, we really don't. And I think that is what people need to be furious about on both sides. I think Democrats and Republicans... Can agree on this that we want fair elections. We go around the world policing the world, spreading democracy per se, coming out of our leaders' mouths. Look, they voted in Iraq. Look, they're voting in Afghanistan. Well, what about our right to vote and have an elected official that we want, as opposed to letting them have the power and pick and choose? Because what's really going to happen, think about it, if Donald Trump runs, if he gets the super delegates, or excuse me, the delegates, and let's say he gets nine hundred or thousand. You know, he's short of the twelve hundred plus mark. And then they say, "No, we're taking it away. Nothing's going to happen." We all know this, right? No, people aren't going to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not going to be a violent revolt about this. You know, the party people are going to say, "Oh, it's going to blow up the the Republican Party." You know, all these things. But the fact of the matter is, they don't care. So let's say Hillary Clinton will win. All right, that's fine. They they're winning if they have their so-called establishment person, whether it has an R or D in front of their name, in office. So they continue to win, and we the public, we the people, just allow it. Because no, the, the, I would say we do talk about it, but nobody is really going to you know, revolt in this country. I don't think we're there, and I don't think it needs to come to that. But I think people really need to have, I, I guess, voice their outrage About serious issues here. Stop yelling about abortion. Stop yelling about gay marriage. This all happened. Great. Okay. I know people hate it, but choose your battle. And right now we're losing the right to vote. And that's a big problem in this country.
1: And Before I bring it over to you, Susan, I will get uh, you guys in. I I, I do want to ask, uh, you know, and get your your comments, but I'm going to get it from uh, Michael as well. So, because we, there is talk about you know the fracturing, or maybe even the deaths. Of course, they're, they're being a little dramatic, I think, or a lot dramatic. Uh, when they say, "Well, this is if, if Trump gets the nomination, he's going to be the death of the Republican Party." Uh, some people are like, "Yeah, yeah, because we could get third party." Then. But regardless, is that if, if the Republican Party were to fracture, okay, to the point where let's say Donald goes third party or somebody goes third party, are you concerned that if that happens, that's just paving the way for Hillary Clinton to be president? Well, either way,
3: we're getting a Hillary as far as the special interest groups that fund Rubio or a Bush or Cruz or Clinton. The fact of the matter is the the GOP, oh, it's the death of the GOP if Trump gets elected. No, it's not. If anything, he's expanded. He wins across the board in these primaries. You could see he's winning all over the map. So voter turnout is at an all-time high. There's so much enthusiasm, actually, within the party – And the people that are trying to destroy the party are the people that are the dinosaurs and that don't want to lose power. They want that same structure. They want their foot into the Oval Office. They want their foot in the door. And they get that if they have a Clinton, if they have a Rubio, if they have a Cruz, if they have a Kasich. They don't necessarily have that to the same degree with Trump, but they will still have it. And the reason I feel that way, to be very honest, Look who Trump is reaching out to. He has, obviously, Chris Christie standing behind him, going around introducing him. He called Paul Ryan Mm -hmm. today, trying to speak about things. So, listen, he is still a businessman. This guy, you know, subtract and half divide by 20%, and that's how much is maybe somewhat factual. And that's fine, because that's a lot more than we're going to get from anybody else. So he's still going to represent certain interests, and you have to do that. Any time in any country, that goes on. I think we all could agree with that. But if he gets in there and let's say he reforms our immigration policy or let's say he redoes our trade deals in four years, you know what? That's a lot that, That's a lot more than anybody else would do as far as a lasting effect. If he redoes NAFTA or the TTP, there are certain things he can do. But, yes, there's still some bad that comes along with him because he has to play ball. That's the way the system works, and he's not going to just come up and you know upend it.
1: Definitely yeah, I agree with the good same. I'm gonna bring up the Susan. And real quick, uh, Michael because I know you're new here to the show, uh there's a number of ways uh, you can keep in touch with us. Uh one is by uh here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh there's a follow button you can push where you can uh follow uh the show where you can get emails also. Uh, you can check out the Barnes Logic Political Uh Talks website, uh whereas um you can join the email list where you could contact uh, me and then uh, be on the email list. I can, uh, we'll be sending you out emails uh, telling you about different uh, you know, links to the shows, upcoming shows, past shows, things of that nature. And definitely uh, welcome to call on. And we're still going to keep your mic open. So you're still going to be here in our roundtable discussions. That's what we do here uh, to the show is instead of you just getting a, you know, your, your one time uh, talking on the show. And then we're like, well, Michael, thanks for coming to the show. Uh, you know, please keep listening and we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we do keep your mic open. We do keep you in as part of our roundtable discussion, and you're welcome to stay as long as you like uh, on the line here with us. And, you know, what I do is I try to bring things back around uh, as evenly as I possibly can. Uh, so, to give you, you know, some more opportunities to talk about the different topics we'll discuss,
3: okay? All right, thank you. I appreciate it, and I'll let someone else have the floor.
1: <laughs> okay, great, and uh, hopefully we'll have enough time to be able to bring it back. We'll at least be able to bring it back to you because I'm looking at the time, at least one more time to do what we call our closing comments because at the end of the show I do uh, have everyone, even if it's just a minute or a couple minutes, to give their closing comments uh, for the night, and uh, we'll bring be able to bring it back at least to that, hopefully for some more. So let's go ahead and bring it over to Susan, Gene, and Kelly. Uh, and then I know Kelly's got some things he, uh, he wants to reveal to us. But first, as I said, let's go ahead and bring back Susan. Go ahead, Susan.
6: Okay. Well, I liked what he had to say, although there was one thing I take umbrage with: sort of uh, we're a republic uh, instead of a democracy. But that's a common mistake with many people who don't know the difference in the definition. Um. But anyhow, other than that, I hope he comes again because I really like what you had to say. Good job, Michael. Uh, well, I guess Robert, your heart will be broken twice next year. So don't forget this. And oh dear, I can't help myself. I just have to bring a touch of sports to it. The Seahawks are picked to go to the Super Bowl by Vegas. <laughs> I'm sorry. <You laughs> I'm bringing good, the Seahawks in. It's Yes, I did. I do that every so often in the group, too. <laughs> that's good. But, uh, go so you'll, you'll, you'll be disappointed twice, and I, I'm i sorry for that. No,
0: that's okay. But
6: anyhow, you know, let's not count out the burn. I'm I'm really rooting for him, and I'm hoping that somehow he can overcome the corruption in the Democrat Party. I think he and Trump should join forces and tell them both to go to hell. <laughs> So I think I know their, <laughs> theology, their theology is different, so to speak. But uh, uh, they might actually win if they join forces, uh, you know. And I know Jesse Ventura has expressed interest in joining forces with Trump at one time or another. And uh, oh my, we could have a lot of interesting uh, combinations. My guy Rand's gone. I mean, sorry, maybe even Ralph off. Nader. No, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I voted for him in one election. I actually did vote him in. Well, well I tried to. I was hoping. Because, in all honesty, he's got some better things than some of the Democrats. So, but now he's probably too old, too. I don't know. He's been trying for many years. I supported Ross Perot. I supported him. I supported, um, uh, um oh well, this? <laughs> Gary Johnson. Uh, I've always been a rebel, and if you can't give me what I want, I'm going to go be a rebel voter. I don't care. I'm not.
1: Did you vote for even, Anderson in the 80s?
6: Uh, which election did he run in? I remember, but I don't remember which election.
1: 1980. I believe he ran in 1980. Independence. That was, that was um, when it was Jimmy Carter and uh, Ronald Reagan.
6: I I think I went with Carter. That was the one time I didn't rebel. Oh. <laughs> uh, not, not Carter. Okay, we'll, I mean we'll have to
1: forgive one of that transgression, but go ahead.
6: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I went with Reagan. Um, I, I didn't see anyone else, and Anderson has had his own. I, I probably should have, but um, no. I did, I didn't. but I was only I 10 years said, old, so I don't count. Well, I wasn't old enough to vote when Kennedy was running, or I might have thought about him too. But um, oh, just looking at the headlines here, Marco Rubio light his way into the U.S. Senate, yeah, by Marco Levin. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) Um, I haven't read that over yet. But no, I started with voting for George Wallace, and from that point on, other than uh, my detour with Reagan, I. I always went third party. I, I was disgusted with it all. And that's, I think, thanks to the John Birch Society because they were pointing out so many problems with different ones in the party, not the, necessarily the um, Congress, everybody, you know. But they were pointing out the sins of many of those that were controlled just like the Shapley did. So, um so from that point on I said I'm done with it. You know, unless they you know, they don't deserve my vote unless they can prove they're they're real good. Now I do realize that Reagan I think he tried. I I didn't like a lot of things he did. But I believe he was under threat from the bullet. Um uh they, they do threaten people. I I mentioned that before. I don't know if you remember Senator Steve Sims from Idaho. Um back in the day, and he uh, he told my friend Bo Burke, who's a cousin to Senator Russell Pierce of Arizona fame, um, that they came and told him, we'll, we'll off your son if you don't do what we want or quit, one of the other type thing." And that was a personal conversation they had. And, and you know, I, I think there may be a few. They don't realize when they get in there that... If they don't do some things, at least, the way they are told to do, they will get rid of him. They did to the Kennedy, too, and they threatened Reagan. So even if Trump, you know, he's going to have to do some, he's going to have to play some of the game in order to say if he does make it. So that's the sad thing about it. That's well, let's go ahead much and... it.
1: well, let's go ahead and bring it over uh, to you, and then um... – uh, we'll bring uh, you, Kelly, and then it looks like we got about um, 20 minutes before we have to uh, do our closing statements, and I'll have to close things up for the night. So this is probably one of those nights I could have done a fourth hour, but be that as it may. Uh, unfortunately, we only have a three-hour show here, and so let's go ahead and uh, bring it back in, Gene. And, and also, well, I don't know if you uh, – you yeah, answered the one question though, uh, Susan. If you were concerned about uh, the fracture of the Republican Party about Hillary Clinton getting a um, just yes or no. Is, is that a concern of yours? Mine. Yeah, real quick, and uh, then again, I want to bring Jinx. Okay, really... what is the concern? Do I have a
6: concern? Well, well whether
1: if the, if the Republican Party does fracture because of Trump getting the nomination, yes or no? Are you uh, concerned at, about Hillary Clinton getting the nomination? Uh, Winning the presidency?
6: Um, yeah, I suppose. Although, like I said, I'm hoping that that's all a bunch of malarkey and the Bern wins it. so Democrat stuff. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there.
1: Okay, go ahead. Doug. Let's go ahead and bring it over to Gene. Go ahead, Gene.
9: Uh, yes, I'm concerned about the fraction of the party due that they're trying to stop Trump, that it may help Hillary. To win, win to be the president, I guess we'd have to live without it happen. We'd have to see if the Republicans are able to win the the White right House. And hopefully, that uh, I would like to see Trump win the White House because I'm not too sure about the rest of them that the Republicans are trying to put up. And I'd like to, to see the establishment suffer a setback, not the status quo. And I believe, like Susan, that the president do have things they are told to do or or they will find a way to get rid of him, like they did Kennedy. And I know Rayden, they they tried to shell him, and Rayden did get the red wall taken down. So that's about all I have for now.
1: Okay, well, then let's go ahead and uh, bring it over to Kelly. Now, I know one of the same Kelly's working on, just that Michael was breaking up, uh was he worked with uh Jim Tonda Jr., we've interviewed him a couple of times on the show about the machines and voter fraud and, and things of that nature. Uh well,
0: so Kelly's been worked big. on
1: on things with that. Uh but Kelly you also said uh, you had to uh so the text uh something uh revelation that you want to ask about. Go ahead.
7: I gotta start with your question, which is um if Hillary wins the nomination, are you afraid? So afraid that you would vote Republican. Well, of course, watch the strategy. Watch the strategy. Um, the Republicans and Democrats will always say, even both sides, oh, close race, close race, close race. Oh, it's a close race. Oh, it's a close race. And that's why a third party never emerges because they're both in on it. But I wanted to go to the question um, you know, Filler gets in, are you scared? Well, and so if the establishment gets in, I am frightened. I mean, standing beside myself, somewhat shaking because of what I have realized now: the establishment has had a consistent theme over the years of, oh, see, corruption, corruption, corruption. Did I mention corruption? You know. Um. By the way, I mentioned the. Uh, I mentioned the uh, children's play that uh, I took my son to. The lying. The line to which the wardrobe and her friend said, what? The lying bitch at the boardroom? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, there would be a promo scene where this gorgeous blonde says, no, I did not sleep with that congressman to pass her corporate bill. But anyway, um, there are all sorts of tricks going on in our Congress that the president has enormous impact. Of course, you know, you got the justices and who they point. But there is um little... Little 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 flaw in our Constitution. And it has to do with uh, the right of petition and a grand jury. And we're going to talk about... Let's just go right into it. Okay. Eric Holder said he's going to resign. Okay, he's going to resign. He's going to resign. Okay, fine. Uh, James Langford, a representative from uh, Oklahoma, he was a Republican, he stated about Holder's tenure. He said, quote, consistently demonstrated the American... Holder has consistently demonstrated to the American people that the main task during his tenure has been to protect the White House and the White House agenda more than pursue justice to the fullest extent. Well, how does he do that? Interesting. How does he protect Obama? Well, the Fifth Amendment states no person shall be held to answer for capital or otherwise... Infamous crime, unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. No indictment, no presentment, you can get away with murder. Ted Kennedy did a chap quake, that's for another story. So the attorney and that, general. And that, that's a good segue to my next question, Kelly. Go ahead. So the attorney general can block petitions. I've actually seen it. So the people can't hold our federal government accountable because the attorney general is blocking the petitions. No indictment, you get away with murder. So no problem here. But regarding. Uh, Holder blocking petitions to grand juries, and I have evidence of this happening, Um, uh, Congressman Louis Gohmert, a Republican of Texas, noted about Eric Holder. He said, Holder has not only failed to investigate crimes, and potential crimes occurring in this administration, he has been the cover-up in chief. So the strategy they have been using is to block petitions to grand juries that simple. So if Clinton gets in, yeah, I'm frightened. I'm like gonna be start I'm gonna start shake. Uh shake because you no know indictment, we can get away with murder and her attorney general will block petitions and we will see a wave of corruption. Wave of corruption far beyond our imagination. Um establishment gets in, guess what? We got a wave of corruption because they're gonna still use the same freaking trick. Now I would vote, and by the way, I like Mike. I mean, my gosh, Mike, from Hawaii, you're doing awesome. If Trump would come out and say, look, I will never block a petition to the grand jury. If my AG blocks petitions to grand juries, he's fired. Done. We will clean up Washington, D.C. overnight. The Attorney General has enormous <coughs> control over if corruption gets exposed or not by what they have done in the past. And the right petition, by the way, to a grand jury, um, Bureau of Geria versus Garnieria, 2011 case, Italy versus Florida, 1966 case, going back to all sorts of court cases. To even Clause 61 of Magna Carta, right A petition is to a grand jury. In its origin and intent, wrote Justice um, William O. Douglas. But if you block the petition, you can't hold government accountable. So, Clinton, obviously, will go to jail grand jury. Is independent and free to go to jail
1: Let's hope so
7: Yeah, an indictment, trial, you're done But she will block Every and every all petition Establishment, Republican Will block petitions Because they don't want accountable by the American people If Trump comes out and says Look, I'm not going to block single petition To the grand jury, I would vote for him in a heartbeat So The fifth amendment In summary If you don't get an indictment or a presentment, you are not to be held to account. The attorney general controls if a petition gets to the grand jury. The president appoints the attorney general. You see how this all connects? Now, the importance of a president on their appointment of the attorney general is fundamentally important to holding corruption accountable. Here's my question. With what I've explained, I want to get a quick yes or no from everybody. Do you ever realize the Fifth Amendment protects corruption? The Fifth Amendment? Yeah, the Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. In no, other words, no indictment. You are protected. and You can get away with murder. Controlled by the AG, well, I would, not presenting. Yeah, I, I just want to go around and ask everybody: Did you know this? Yes or no? Did you know this? Um,
1: I would say, I would say no. I probably really haven't thought a lot of it. It makes a lot. Of, it makes a lot of sense. But, uh, it makes a lot of sense, but but real quick, uh, someone asked. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead, and then I've got an update uh, that I've got from Barbara Haney about Alaska. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll go down the line, yes or no? We'll start with uh, Michael, and then John, and then Gene, and then you, Susan. Go ahead, Michael.
3: Uh, I would say no. I'm not seeing how he's making that connection. Okay, uh, John.
5: Um, I understand what he said. Uh, I'm not sure I understand how the... uh, Because there's no grand jury presentment, naturally you can get away with murder. Yeah, I understand that. But I don't think the practical way things work, they're going to manipulate that unless you're their favored class. That's why we got the corrupt government the way it is now. The favored class get that privilege. The rest of us don't.
7: Well, let me me comment quick. Favored class is where the attorney general blocks a petition to a grand jury. The grand jury doesn't know. They can't indict, so they can get away with murder. It's the Fifth Amendment right there. The Fifth Amendment protects anybody who committed murder because there's no indictment. Did you know that without an indictment, you can get away with murder?
0: Yeah, that's well, I mean, why, that's I why Hillary is
7: getting it's it's away with so much.
5: If you're, that's why I was saying, Kelly. If you're a part of that favored class, because it's it's just practical that if you're not a part of that class, then the grand jury is going to happen. They're going to go ahead and move forward.
7: If you fall out of favored class, they will go after you. If you're still in the favored class, the Attorney General will block the petition, so you never get indicted. It's kind of a shocker I'm, I'm revealing this to people Because this is so important If we have Hillary Clinton And her AG blocks petitions And Eric Holder has blocked petitions We will have a mm-hmm. wave of corruption Far beyond belief
3: Well you could also speaking say of The that, President of the United States Could just pardon whoever he wants So I mean it's up to or him Or she wants
1: yeah well, actually, and that brings me to my last question before we have to go uh, take um, this, just yes, you know, yes or no, and uh, maybe a little bit of explanation uh, before we have to start taking closing comments, because it looks like we only got about 15 minutes left, and I want to be able to get folks a couple minutes to do that. So just with a little yes or no, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get some closing uh, statements, you know, so Um just want to make a little bit of comments, because we do have, besides myself, uh, five folks on the line here. Uh, which is great, and really appreciate uh, you, you folks calling in and contributing to the show. But uh, we'll do we'll do this with Gene and then Susan first. I said, Gene, do you think uh, that you know they're n- not hearing a lot of talk about it because someone's saying I'm not trying to uh, be sacrosanct on this, uh, but because he's literally dead and buried. Uh, so do you think that uh, at least perhaps there could have been? Uh, whereas Anton uh, Anthony Castiglia was murdered, do you think there would be there should have been an investigation, or
9: do you think that there's a possibility that he was actually murdered? Well, there's that possibility. I don't like the way that he was handled uh, the whole thing in the first place, and then the family didn't want an autopsy, which kind of complicates things, I understand. But just the way that phone deal, I don't think the qualified people. Like, Handled the death right. I mean, even if nothing, no, if there wasn't a murder, or anything, but there is a possibility it could have been a murder. Anyway, it's uh, very uh, convenient for President Obama to do his choice, unless somehow the Republicans have stronger backbone than they've had before to last and, until the, the new president sits in power. And of course, if Hillary happens to get in power, she could do a very progressive and just sit down. Oh,
1: that's my. We comment. definitely we also we definitely want to you know block those nominations So uh, on the uh, the website as well as on the uh, description for tonight's show and the past three shows actually, I do have the link to the website that can get your co- senators' contact information. Uh, so you can call them and tell them to keep blocking the not you know the chance of nomination. So what about you, Susan? Do you think that uh, you know looks like this Scalia could have been murdered?
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, don't murder anybody if if there's reason enough, or they'll threaten you, blackmail me um, you, whatever. And with him, who knows? But um far as <clears throat> blocking the nomination, now I have to say, if they're supposed to by law, I'll have one the problem anyway with him nominating someone? That is wrong with our Congress who Republicans are in the majority let him nominate just stop it what's wrong? Are they cowards? They can't seem to do anything so what if he nominates one? He nominates one and you know what they've done, the, the part isn't done Democrats and nobody can point fingers and all they have to do is say uh-uh it ain't happening we're not accepting this person. So I guess we've got a bunch of no balls
0: senators
1: in. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there, and there's already um, and uh, there there may be more at this point. Mark Kirk from Illinois and Susan Collins from Maine who are already kind of starting to back down from uh, the blockade of Obama's nominees. And uh, what do you think? Uh, and after this, we're gonna have to start getting some closing comments, and I'll give you a little information. Uh, that I heard from Alaska, uh, but what do you think, John? Yes or no? Uh, do you think uh, the possibility if he have been murdered? I mean, I think he has been.
5: I I believe it's possible. I'm just shocked that they didn't go ahead and do the autopsy and stuff just to prevent any speculation. Yeah. He may well, have. Cause if you know, they did it an
1: autopsy and proved, you know, if they came out truthful, I think it would prove that he did. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Kelly?
7: Well, let's assume for sake of discussion, okay? This is a legal trick, all right? freaking attorneys, all right? It's a legal trick. You block the evidence, you lock up the evidence, no evidence. In Texas, for capital crime, you need a grand jury indictment. Without a grand jury indictment, you're not held to account. You lock up the evidence, no grand jury indictment, you get away with murder. The same thing happened with 9-11. Grand jury got taken off the case. JFK, no federal grand jury. No, this is a legal process. Indictment, evidence before a grand jury indictment, then you send someone to trial. There's no evidence. Grand jury can't indict. So they, these attorneys who are corrupt and evil know this. Without a grand jury indictment, you can get away with murder. You block the evidence to a grand jury or a petition to a grand jury, boom. There's no indictment. They're not to be held to account. And that's why we need a president who will never block a petition from citizens to a grand jury under a right of petition. They know this trick. They know it. It's taken me years to figure it out, but this is how they're doing it. This is why you have corruption running rampant all over
1: the country. And what about you, Michael? And then I'm going to get ready. I'll give uh, what I heard about uh, Alaska briefly, and then we'll have to take closing comments. Uh, Yes,
3: Michael, do you think uh, there's a good possibility that Julio was murdered? I mean, anything's possible, but I don't think he was murdered for the fact that – I mean, they could say whatever they want to say, but his longtime physician said he had certain ailments going on with himself and different conditions. The family requested there be no autopsy, and at the end of the day – If they wanted to get rid of him, I mean, they would have got rid of him, let's say, for the Affordable Care Act. There were so many other things to push through that they thought maybe we couldn't. So I I honestly think there are conspiracies out there. Uh, This may be one of them. I personally just don't think so. And um, I think it does him a disservice for people to go around just, you know, screaming about this. Um, He was a great justice, and, you know, I wish Mm -hmm. him well, his family well, and he rest in peace. Understood.
1: I I think there should at least been uh, some type of investigation. It seemed like there wasn't anything uh, of that. And so let's go ahead and uh, we will be doing uh, closing comments, and we will uh, start with you, Michael. But first, uh, the report I've got from Alaska is that it looks like Ted Cruz actually won Alaska by 2%. Um, So it was close. And through my understanding, at least what I'm being reported to, is that what happened was uh, the Sunday before the – Uh, The Sunday before the primary uh, There is There was a lot of churches And a lot of sermons that went out Saying that Trump uh, is Immoral and that Since that He is a man who will make your daughters Sex slaves Believe that or not And so that uh, drove them to come out To uh, to save I guess uh, That from coming under condemnation as As they said And that they also thought that if there's a Trump presidency, uh, then that would result in legalized prostitution. And perhaps that will be a topic we'll uh, discuss one day on the show, like we discussed some time ago, and you can find it in the archive, where we discussed uh, the possibility of legalizing polygamy. Um, but, yeah, so that's what happened. It looks like uh, they got a lot of church folk to come out, uh, convince people that the prostitution would become legal if he became president. And also, he uh, gets some things as wild as saying that, you know, people, their daughters become, uh, somehow become sex slaves. Uh, so that's how I guess he got 2% uh, more of the vote than Donald Trump in Alaska. But, uh, you know, from my understanding, it might have been proportional, so it might not have made as big of a de- difference delegate-wise. So we've got about two minutes, actually a little bit less, probably about a minute and a half for closing thoughts for tonight before I will have to unfortunately close out the show. So here is the way we'll do it. Uh, First, we'll go with uh, you, Michael, and then John, and then after John, we'll be Gene, and then you, Susan, Kelly, and then, unfortunately, uh, we'll close things out, but we are running out of time, folks, Uh, so let's keep it, uh, you know, brief, uh, you know, between a minute, minute and a half tops, so let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Michael.
3: All right. Well, I think as far as, uh, you touch on prostitution, that's a whole nother conversation, but if you believe in limited government, let them regulate it, let people do what the hell they want to do. That's how my outlook on that. But as far as Ted Cruz goes, he's not an outsider. He worked for the Bush administration. His wife was with Condoleezza Rice. They are the establishment. And I think the reason he won the caucus out there as well was because he actually visited, um, he had a trip to Alaska. Um, but as far as I would say this to everybody out there, um, Take a closer look if you're supporting Cruz. Know what you're supporting, and if you if you have reservations about getting behind Trump, do it for one reason. Al Sharpton said he's leaving the country if if Trump becomes president. And I'll, I'll close <laughs> with that. He's <laughs> got my vote now. <laughs> oh yeah. And, oh, and on <laughs> your point by the way, Trump 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 did say he will bring an indictment or have the Attorney General look into Hillary Clinton if he is president.
1: Yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did. People need to uh, and be to mindful. Now, go ahead, John. <clears throat>
5: yeah, right, you're I, welcome, no, Michael I've And of heard...
1: course, you're definitely welcome to come back to the show.
5: I heard that um, Cruz and Marco Rubio both had lawsuits in reference to their natural born status. I would be interested in finding out the status of those. You know, and I want to say I appreciate the constitutional republic that we live in. And I hope everybody will call up uh, Ben Carson and convince him to stay in the race and to finish it through the end. Because if uh, Marco and Cruz end up having to drop out because of their lawsuits, then most likely Ben Carson might have an opportunity to challenge Trump.
1: Well, that's definitely uh, that's definitely interesting. Well, <laughs> I like that idea. I mean, I like Carson. I always did. Um I, I, you know, I liked him But more than Trump To be honest uh, And I certainly Don't think the media Gave him uh, As much attention as, uh, as he deserved I mean he even had to, During the last debate Say hey Could someone please Attack me Just so that he Could get some uh, Some questions And some air time Well I appreciate it John uh, So let's go ahead And uh,
9: bring it over To Gene uh, Thank you very much Gene go ahead uh, so I, I like uh, Ben Carson I don't think He was treated to very fairly. I guess he was too soft-spoken or something, and uh, I would have liked to uh, have seen more of, of Ben Carson. I think that's the main thing I have to say for now. Okay, and uh, let's let's see real quick. Um, let's see if I can find something real
1: quick uh, on that. Yeah, just a, a sh- very short uh, audio clip. And, and this is only 48 seconds, and since we've had a couple short Closing comments. Let me let me go ahead and play this. This was after I believe one of the debates. Okay, I don't know why it's not playing. <laughs> let's try this again. Okay, I don't know why it's not playing. Maybe it's just uh, some timing on there. So let's go ahead and unfortunately uh, that day. Let's go ahead and bring it over to you, Stephen.
6: Ah, well. <clears throat> did you know that uh Cruz has uh, apparently promoted <laughs> he fired his staffer a, a false story about Rubio in the Bible. Now I am definitely no Rubio fan. But um he, you know, he did this thing with Carson, now he's doing it with Rubio. You got to stick to stop the nonsense in the game. Stick to the topic. Prove who you are and what you are and what you stand on. This this game playing was somebody is quitting this race, and somebody made this remark about the Bible, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Libby has just really been going after Cruz on that, and he has every right to. And people say, well, you've got to blame the staffer. Uh, he said, it's time for Ted Cruz to do this right thing and stop the lies. And, uh, you know, when I went to a town hall meeting here in Idaho, um, <laughs> it was when pro-tapper Larry Craig, Senator Larry Craig, <laughs> was having a meeting. And then later, of course, he found out what he was. But um, he, 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 when I asked him a question, which he didn't expect that question. It came out of the blue. It wasn't something I he planned for. It. He tried to blame his staffers. Well, they just, I guess they didn't know and they didn't see and this happened. And that happened. I'm like, uh, no, sir, you run the staff. You're the senator. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the crowd just applauded. He was not happy with me. She got to step up just like a quarterback at a football game. Most of them say, you know, they, it rests on their shoulders, the blame and the glory. Either one, and Cruz can't seem to do that right now, and he's got to learn he can't just fire the staffer. He has to take responsibility. He hired him. He's supposed to check him out. He's supposed to keep track of these things, and yes, it's a lot to do. But how are you going to run a country if you can't keep, keep track of a few staffers? That's what I want to know.
1: And then perhaps we'll cover more of that, but we need to bring that over to Kelly, and Kelly's literally got about – uh, a minute, maybe a minute and a half And then I have to close things out, unfortunately
7: Alright <clears throat> Rubio Trump Cruz Third party Rubio, he's pretty much a dead item As much as the media tries He's going to be dead You know. <sighs> Trump <clears throat> Trump has reinvigorated the Republican Party People are frustrated as Business as usual uh, New life, new blood, new power Amazing, wow, Americans We the people getting involved, that's great Cruz, he's not quite going to make it, but he's going to bring people in that are going to hold people at the convention accountable. And if the uh, National Convention is really chronically corrupt, people are going to give up and go third party. It might take another election cycle, but a third party is going to start to emerge. And I don't know who the libertarian candidate is going to be, but... There's a movement this way. The Whigs were corrupt, and they went Republican, and Lincoln was the first Republican. So we might see an amazing transitional period happening right before our eyes that another party might emerge, and we might actually have a little more common sense in government.
1: And with that, uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, coming to the show tonight. Of course, you are welcome to come to our next uh, uh so uh, next week we will have a, a local uh, local candidate uh, coming on. I don't mean local by where I'm at; just uh, for a local office. I'm just waiting to get some more information uh, from them—bios, photos, things of that nature—who's uh, going to be running. Actually, uh, it's in uh, contact with uh, folks who were working for Matt Bevin's campaign, and we've had Matt Bevin uh, on the show, who is uh, running gra- who ran a grassroots campaign for the governor. Uh, who is now the governor of Kentucky, and so we'll have them on next week. So looking forward to having him on. And so also uh, check out the Patriot Journalist Network by going to com, as well as uh, go to the website for Bards Logic Political Talk at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, where, of course, as I said, you can tweet out. If you're a Twitter user, to your followers, uh, the link to tonight's show because they will be able to uh, listen to the podcast and you know hear what we, we've got going on here, and hopefully they'll uh, call and join us as well uh, and join our roundtable discussion, as well as the email that I send out uh, to folks that's on the contact page where you can copy and paste that onto your body of your email list and send it out, or of course you can just contact me. And you can join the Bard's Logic Cloak Dog email list uh, as well, uh, where you will get uh, updates on the uh, coming up and past episodes uh, so that you could share them out to your friends. And so, what I'll do is I will end tonight as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to Aubrey, and that's with a B. That's aubreyashburn So good night, folks. Take care. And we will see you next time. Good night.
0: Thanks.
7: Good night. Bye.